The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Uh, the sad news that Brian Walden is dead, guys. Brian, I'm Brian Walden. Brian, I'm going to be honest. I thought Brian Walden died in the 80s. So did I. I really thought it's. I saw the thing in the papers uh, today that Brian Walden. Where is, and it also it doesn't really get that. Um, I'm a, listen. I'm an old guy. Okay. I'm an old guy. But I would have thought that Brian Walden would have got more than page 22. The Labour MP turned broadcaster credited with creating the British political interview style and who used it to tackle Thatcher has died 86. Brian, I'm Brian Walden. Today on, on World with Walden. He was on, it was like Saturday or maybe Sunday afternoon, like really long, boring, because I was a kid, mm-hmm. 
political pro. Oh, Brian Walden. Yeah, it was a very brown programme, like brown and beige brown. titles. Oh, but I put it to you, Mrs Thatcher, that you knew that those children would die. It was only today when I was reading the obituaries that I, I realised he was an MP. Yep, 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 yep. So he's passed away. Doris Day has passed away, who you thought had died a while ago mm-hmm. until we found out on air she was still alive. Yeah. 95 years old. Here's the thing that I found. By the way, 0344 499 is the phone number if you want to give us a call. Plenty, plenty Here's the thing, though. Every obit uh, that's short for obituary, except you can't say obituary anymore. Every obit um, uh, today was, and today um, Hollywood uh, legend and recording star Doris Day has passed away at the age of 95. Her on-screen life um, was very different from her personal life, which was marred by four marriages and an unhappy... Everyone was was doing the straightaway second sentence. Her private life was a bit lousy. What's that got to do with anything? Yeah. Save that for two or three days later. When when we get the the, the double-page spread, the real life of Hollywood's golden gal... But don't do it. Literally, the second sentence of every obit today was her on-screen persona differed wildly from her private life that was marred by four troubled marriages. Because um, she's only interesting because of the male relationships. Come on, it's because of... Oh, she's she's a brilliant singer. She's uh, was was in so many movies. I don't actually think I've ever seen a Doris Day movie. I'm going to be really honest. Yeah, really. Little Women? She was in that one, wasn't she? Hey, listen. Or was she not? We don't... Hang on, do that again. Little women? No, I don't care about the size of them. I don't think she was in that one. Calamity Jane. Calamity Jane. Um, but no, I don't think I've ever seen... I've seen oh. bits. I'm aware of her. Of course I'm aware of her. It was like weekends. If I was ever at my grandma's on a Sunday afternoon, yeah. there would be a Doris Day movie. Yeah. Felt, anyway. I kind of missed out on, on all of that stuff. I think I'd love it. I think I'd love a bit of Doris Day. Um, but I just thought it was, it was a weird old... Here's the thing. All I know about Doris Day is... Um, because of her connection with the Beach Boys, that's that's all. That's that's all I know. That's all I know about Doris. By the Silvery Moon was one of my favourite films as a kid. Yeah, it was a Doris Day movie. There we just go. Just reminded me. You just had to Google that. I no, I, you just. I, we used to call it By the Silvery me, Moon, but I didn't show know. Show me your screen, please. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't know whether you that's what it was go- actually called. Hey, listen. Because hey, we watched it all the time. Oh, you just had to Google your favourite childhood film. That's fine. No, it wasn't my favourite. Oh, Charlie God. and the Chocolate Factory was my favourite. Wow. It was you've one got, of my favourites. You've gone right off. That and Half a Sixpence. Which, until I was about 12, I thought it was called Arthur Sixpence. Arthur Sixpence. Mm-hmm. There we go. That's why you I had see. to Google it. Did you Google that as well? No. Okay. Not today. Not today. Thank you very much. We'll have none of that. Yes. We'll take a call from Noel Taylor straight away. First cab off the rank is someone who's absolutely nuts. And I mean that in the most positive, caring, loving way. I wonder what he's invented today. Uh, it's probably a city fueled by poo. Oh, three, four, four. 499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Good evening, my name is Ian Lee. Some of you may... Re- I, I stole strawberries in a jungle and um, it's, I, I get sacked from places. Catherine, how would you describe yourself? I'm Catherine Boyle. Um, um, yeah, me too. Um, no, Catherine Boyle is um, going to be an online sensation. Yeah. She started her own Twitch channel. Can you not change the name to just Catherine Boyle? I wonder if I can. I think maybe you should. Let's try it. I think you can. I think you should. I think that. I think that would be. Do you well, not think at the time I changed it, you see, I 
did. I don't think I can. But let's see. Why? The t- You're only allowed to change I, it once. I would have changed it to that if I could have. Okay. There'll be a reason. Okay. Well, but let's I can try. Hang on. Let, that means there might be a Twitch user called that already. Let's have a look. www. dot twitch. dot tv slash Catherine Boyle. Um, no, there's no no such person. All right. Here. Let's try it then. Let's try this. It, it's crazy enough. It just might work yeah um no there isn't one um so she's going to be an online internet sensation when tomorrow she's going to start streaming her doing jigsaws whilst wearing uh, orange hot pants and a tight white dirty vest yeah it's going to be great so get on her channel that catherine boyle twitch.tv slash that catherine boyle for the moment just be catherine boyle in a minute we'll see and um, it's going to be jigsaw-tastic. Mm-hmm. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine. Oh, oh, oh. Yep. No, it's just okay. to the beat of the, uh, okay. the uh, bell. Let's go to Noel Taylor. Good evening, Noel. Good evening, Ian. If people evening, have never, Catherine. If people have Hello. never heard this show before, then this call is going to sum up what this show is all about. If you don't like this call... Switch off. If you like this call, get some blank tapes and start recording. Noel, what have you got for us tonight, sir? I've got an invention to make you rich. Okay. It's a, it's a thermos hot food delivery returnable container. A thermos? Let's go through it again. A thermos? Hot food delivery returnable container. Okay. I like I, I like the sound of it, but I'm a bit confused. Carry on. Well, it's, it's the best invention in the world, I believe, yeah. and it will change the world. Uh, what what it is it's like you know the roses, Cabri's roses, sorry to advertise, they're tins. Yes. And the quality street tins, it looks just like that. Yes. And it's got a lid that pulls off the same, but it's got two indentations in the lid so that you can use it as a plate and you can turn it over and it's used as a plate that way as well. Hang on, say that and again. Say that again because I was looking at um, stuff on eBay because I was so bored. Yeah, it's, it's a, a push-on plate lid. So it serves as a lid either way round. So it's a lid, but then you can take it off and use it as a plate. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and you can and you can use a container as a plate as well because it's only five inches high. Okay. And it's eleven inches diameter. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and what 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 you do is you clean it at home or and the business as well. So the food delivery business would clean it as well. Okay. So double so, cleaned, which is great. Yeah. So, so therefore, you haven't got the. It's brilliant for the environment Great. because Wonderful. it's there's no pollution. Who? Hang on a minute. Who? Who? Where, how does it get back to the restaurant? Good question. The the food delivery person. Next time he comes, you, you oh. give it, hand it back to him. So the next time he comes, what if you only order from this establishment once? It's very clever. It's universal. So oh. you can edit. Like yeah. VHS. <laughs> it, well, it is VHS and Betamax. VHS smothered Betamax. So this would, you're right. saying this would smother all other plates and tinfoil cartons. Catherine. Now, gentlemen, much as I uh, admire mm. uh, an entrepreneurial spirit... By the way, I'm in for about 50 grand on this. This sounds like a winner. Okay. Carry on. <laughs> Have either of you ever heard of the penny lick? Sorry? A penny lick. That sounds disgusting. It sounds, it oh, it sounds was. cheap. Back in the olden days, before they invented wafer cones for ice creams, you would get it in a tiny little um, kind of glass cup or goblet. And the ice cream man would put your 
uh, ice cream in the top of it and you'd uh, have a good old lick and then you would give it back, mm. right? So, Sounds delicious. Yeah, and it also would have saved the environment. I would love to have a Unfortunately, it, it was also responsible for the spread of cholera and tuberculosis. Okay, well... We, now, how sure are you that people at home are going to clean it thoroughly? How sure are you that people in the restaurants are going to clean it thoroughly? Well, the restaurants, certainly, the, the cafes, etc., would definitely clean it because it would be their business to. What about that but, restaurant but that gave doesn't... me the SH1Ts the other day? They didn't clean things properly, <laughs> did they? No. But, but, it but they're always going to be. There are always going to be rotten eggs in uh, with the apples, mm-hmm. and uh, this is the thing: is that most places, most restaurants in this country, are staffed and run by good, hardworking English people and immigrants and second generation and third generation and fourth generation. We get people. These people want to work and these people want to provide good, decent, healthy meals. So they are going to clean these plate-tin thermos containers like they were cleaning the queen's bottom. Wow. They're going to clean it with love. Okay, like second like reservation. Mm. Second reservation. Catherine's looking for problems where there ain't none. No, I'm just, I'm, I'm posing. This is what will happen when you go into the den, because it will happen. Um, at the moment, they're using kind of recyclable cardboard sometimes, but sometimes they're using that plasticine, that plastic Plasticine. plasticine. Uh, uh, guys, guys, hang on a minute. Guys, Shh. Catherine's getting a food delivered in plasticine. Oh my God, my voice is blown. That's polystyrene. So you said plasticine. I, I said a thing wrong. You said plasticine. Enjoy that. <laughs> You're going to get a curry to live. I'd like a tandoori chicken. We'll get to my uh, point in a second when he's And some rice. Done this. And I'm going to get some banana fritters. Um, <sighs> can I get it delivered in plasticine, please? <laughs> Yeah, I said a thing wrong. Polystyrene. But at the moment, they're doing that because... Hang on a minute, hang on a minute. Sorry, sorry, let me speak to my good friend. Richard! Oh, hang on a minute. Joe! Hello? Hello, my my phone box has gone um, crazy, ruining the spontaneity of this moment. Shut up. Uh, Okay, hang on a second. Let's go, let's see who we got. Who is is on that line? Joe! Joe! Hello. Hello, Joe. Did you hear... Oh, shut up. Did you? Did you? I can't even speak. <laughs> Duncan Bannatine, this is this programme. I hope, he, I hope he's listening tonight. <laughs> Joe. Yeah? Did you? Here we Catherine said. A thing slightly wrong. No. no, she didn't hear it, so it's a bit shame, isn't it? Tell me. Good. I want to know. Let me tell you. Wish you couldn't. Let me help you with did that. You, Joe, did you yeah. hear when Catherine oh said God, I mean. she gets her food? No, that's not what I said. Delivered in plasticine. Did you hear that? No. <laughs> plasticine, Joe! We go to my good friend Debbie. Debbie, hello. Did you? <laughs> you can have a Russell carrying on like that. This is getting ridiculous. Again, it's gone. <laughs> Debbie, 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 I can't speak, please. Debbie, did you? Did you it's hear? Not that funny. It really isn't. 
Is it? <laughs> no, it's not in the slightest. It's a very silly man. Never laugh at a woman. <laughs> you, can, you can sometimes. Did you hear? Please, let me just get this, this out. This is from the man who always says things wrong. Let me just get this out. I mean... Let me just get this out, please. I wish you would. Debbie, hear Catherine say... God. She gets her food, so like a Chinese, a pizza, extrapolation. a curry, Didn't. delivered in plasticine. Did you hear that? I, did, I think it was just a bit of a slip of the tongue. It totally was. Thanks, Debbie. <laughs> oh, I don't think it's funny at all. It's not. <laughs> we're going to do it. No, no, we're going to have a break. I've got to get my break. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we have a break. I'll get my break back. We'll come back. Go and get your dinner in some plasticine. This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Before the break, we were having a very serious conversation about plasticine. Thermos. Oh, oh, sorry. Did you just say hummus? (laughs) Thermos hummus. Thermos. Oh, thermos. Thermos hot food delivery. By the way, guys, by the way, after this phone call, I don't care what anyone says. I will be exploring and explaining my displeasure at the last Avengers movie, Endgame, for five minutes. If you you don't want to know what happens, switch off when Noel hangs up. Can I go out? Yes, you can go out of the room. I've sat on this rage, this seething rage, for um, over a week now, and I'm furious. Spoilers are out. We can say what we want. I'm going to tell you why I think Endgame... Uh, starring the Avengers, uh, it is awful. Okay, Noel, uh, I'm in. I'll give you fifty thousand uh, pounds. That's what Duncan Bannatyne offered me for my um, vacuum cleaner hose. Remember, I had a see-through va- uh, vacuum cleaner hose pipe. Nice. Um, so I like that idea. Be good my... to see what's, it's good to see what's um, good to see uh, David Babcock's Willie. Oh God, yeah. No, it'd be good to see what's going up oh, there. Dear. That's what it's oh going dear. to encourage, isn't it? That is what it's going to encourage because people will want to see it in its extended state. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm. so, right, at the moment, your takeaways, they are going for the cheapest, aren't they, of containers. Not polystyrene, yeah, polystyrene, not yeah, the other thing. Yeah. Right, so how are you going to convince them to make the huge outlay necessary? Can I answer it? Do you answer this container? one first, Noel, then I'll answer it because I know the answer. Yeah. Go on. Yeah, uh, hopefully the government will will supply the companies with it because it would be so good for the environment and for stop pollution to reduce pollution. Is that the answer? So I'm hoping that that. Here's the answer. Here's the answer. Okay. Okay. Here's the answer. Won't cost that much. It's a one. It wouldn't. It's a one-off purchase. It's a one. There is a similar invention. Shut up. It's a. There's a what? A similar invention. I move. Similar. There's a similar invention. You can look it up on Amazon. Thermos hot, thermos, thermos container. So it, it sounds it, exactly the same. It, it exists already. Thermos food container. It exists yeah. already. Yeah. Okay. Thanks very much for your call. Cool. No. Free his what? Coal. Free his coal. He gave me free's some coal. coal. Everybody. He gave Ladies me, and gentlemen. He gave free's me coal. Free's coal. <laughs> he said coal. <laughs> What a pudding. <laughs> I wonder if we're going to get more coals tonight. <laughs> oh, I do hope so. Hey, my phone went the other day, and do you know who it was? I didn't. It was a cold coal. <laughs> oh, 
Yeah, good one. No, he sent me some coal in the post, so I was thanking him for the coal. So that actually... wasn't coal, that would have been a turd. <coughs> Very black and hard. <laughs> wants to get that scene to. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Yeah, right? yeah. I thought Endgame was boring. Okay, bye. <laughs> I thought it took itself too seriously. I thought... Let me know when you're Thor, as Thor, I thought Thor as a fat man, I just didn't think it was funny. I, I got the gag. He'd gone from being buff to being overweight. But as someone who worries about their weight, yeah, I just thought it was unpleasant. I thought it would have been interesting to have, have carried on the theme of making Thor an alcoholic. I would have loved to have seen Thor as an actual alcoholic. But as a fat stoner... Playing Fortnite, playing Fortnite. I laughed at that. I was with the kids, and but in five years' time, that's going to look so, so dated. So the whole Thor storyline, I thought, was an embarrassment. I thought it demeaned the character. I thought it demeaned the Avengers franchise. I thought the whole thing took itself too seriously. I thought the time travel was flawed, man. It was all over the place. The scene where Tony met his dad. Oh, where do I begin? I've seen that scene done a hundred times in a hundred different time travel movies and done with so much more power. I, I, I was supposed to like have, be, have tears in my eyes at the end of that scene, and I didn't. I thought it was boring. I thought it was humdrum. I thought the ending was tedious. I thought the battles were pony. I did like the bit where Doctor Strange put his finger up um, Iron Man, put his finger up to Iron Man to say, this is it, this is the one in a in three million shot that we've got. I thought the women were treated appallingly. Oh, yeah, there's that scene at the end where all the women... Get... Have you seen it, Amy? Yeah, all right, okay, good. There's that seat, oh, there's that bit at the end when all the women get together and they do Yeah, but but that was that was the one bit and it's all the women together. The most powerful superhero, right? And the best is Captain Marvel. She's in it for like five minutes. She's in it for five flipping minutes. The way it was misogynistic torturous, old-fashioned crap. It was a lousy movie. It wasn't lousy. There were some good bits in there. I'm, I'm hamming it up slightly for radio effect. It wasn't lousy, but Infinity War was much better. I thought the battles in this were, were, were just boring. I thought there was nothing exciting in there. I like I like the, the fact that there's five years have passed since some of the people have disappeared, so there's like an age difference. I like that. That's cool. But just the rest of it, I, honestly, I found it absolutely stinky. Your thoughts, please, 03444991000. Tell Catherine she's welcome to come back into the show now. I'm going to go to my good friend, Joe. Hey, Joe. Hello. Hello, Joe. Hello. I think I agree with you, though. I think Infinity War was better. 
Infinity Wars was significant. I've seen it twice. I saw it when it came out of the pictures, and I watched it the night before, so it was fresh in my memory, and it was just a much more powerful... I cried mm. at the end of Infinity War when they all died. I cried. I, I, I welled up a little bit at Iron Man... Catherine's back in the room. Yeah. Funeral. But... Oh, come on! No! 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 <laughs> joking. Mate, I'm in so much trouble now. It's unbelievable. How do I get He's out of this joking. one? He's joking. But I wasn't joking. Iron Man <laughs> dies in it. <laughs> no doubt. But she... Oh, you're a bit too late. It's too late, Joe. Oh. This is your fault, Joe! <laughs> You've stitched me up like a kipper. Anyway, what can I do for you? Oh, let me just tell everyone on, on uh, Twitter. Hang on a second. Uh, you can listen... In again, I just stopped talking about how Pony Endgame is. Okay, joke. I'm all yours, and um, uh, and I'm I'm ready. It was a joke. It, Iron Man doesn't die. What are you eating? Um, some stuff that was stuck behind my tooth. Do you want some? No. Oh <laughs> no, no. No. Okay. Ugh. I'll finish it myself. That seems like a big bit. Um, well, big teeth. <laughs> <laughs> um, went to the dentist today, Joe. Went to the dentist and the hygienist. The hygienist, it was like being in Vietnam. There was blood everywhere. It was carnage. And the whole thing cost me £100. £100 just to just be humiliated by people. To, to it's probably a bit of your gum that's stuck to the back of your tooth. Could be. What are you going to do about it? Finish now. Probably find some more if you're hungry. Joe, please, ignore our uh, rather infantile banter. It's Monday. Uh, what can we do for thee? Oh, I have a fact. Um, Sorry? Uh, what is it? Uh, half of, like, that adult's human bones, like a fully grown adult, are in the hands and the feet. Hang on a minute. It's quite a muffled line. Say that again. Um, half of the human bones in a grown adult are in the hands and the feet. In your hands and feet? Oh, no, in, like, say, in your... Half of the human yeah. bones in oh, an yeah. adult are in their hands and feet? Yeah, it's because they're, li- yeah. they're tiny. No. Not true. It is. Why are you phoning up with fake news? Mm-hmm. You think I'm Donald Trump all of a sudden? Prove it. Cut your foot off and count the bones. Oh, uh, I'm good. There, um, uh, there are more bones in your spine than there are... Uh, in any other part of your body. Mm. Yeah, that's true, actually. You can Google it if you want. Don't you Google it now, Catherine, please. Oh, I see. (laughs) How do you know this, Joe? Are you a doctor? No, I just like... You should be with that kind of info. Yeah, you need to tell someone about it. You know your shiz, man. Um, what's going on in your life, Joe? What's happening? Tell me, tell me um, three things um, about you. Oh, um, I'm good at science. Here we go. One. one. I'm bad at maths. Number two. Oh, um, I don't know. I got, I got. Okay, here's a question for you to give for the third bit of information. What the hell are you doing up at this time of the night, phoning a radio station? I don't know. There we go, you see. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. And you know what? I'm not even going to patronise you by asking you how old you are, because I don't care. 
because there may be like there may be 20 years difference between us and all right 30 years difference between us um but i, I guess i could say i'm in year nine. Oh. okay so there's 32 years difference <laughs> between us this is what i do because i'm not actually there's only 31 but when i get closer to a, a birthday as i will be 46 soon as i get closer to a birthday i, I start practicing saying i'm i'm that age so yeah i'm 46 i'm not i'm 45 but hey guess who i'm having lunch with on on uh, thursday joe oh ask the name but he's coming on the show he's not coming on the show actually oh no you're gonna have coffee with him i'm having coffee with tony slattery on wednesday <laughs> uh, i'm having lunch on thursday not for the show just because it's the kind of people i hang out with no, it's not. with uh kelsey crane fraser kelsey grammar thanks so much for your call joe uh i think you should go to bed unbelievable the manners on some of these young people hoodlum across the uk online and on dab the late night alternative with ian lee on talk radio oh three four 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 nine nine oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand that's the phone number yes let's go to debbie good evening debbie Hello. Hello, Debbie. Welcome to the world of broadcasting. What can we do for you this evening? Um, well, I just I drove past a shop today and you immediately came to mind. Oh, go on. Um, it's called Vintage Gamer. Where is this? And um, is this? it's in a place called Colligate, which is not, I guess, locally not far from Dudley. Well, so it's miles and away. I've, I, 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 I went to a shop today called eBay, and it's right. It's in my living room. <laughs> I'm teasing. But they are on Facebook. Oh yeah. And I thought they may have some things of interest to you. What, what's it called? Let's have a little look, please. Vintage gamer. Vintage gamer. I've got to stop buying stuff. I've got to stop buying stuff. Don't even look. Well, I'm going to look. Cause I'm, I'm going to be polite. If you look, then you'll buy. Well, out of manners, yes. But it's vintage gamer. Is it in Hales Owen? Yes. There we go. Vintage Gamer. Hail Zoen. Uh, it might it might be rubbish. I don't know, but I drove past when I was in the car and thought, oh, I'll let you know. Okay, well, I am going to have a little look-see at that. I'm getting into my, my retro gaming. If anyone wants to watch twitch.tv slash Ian Lee, I've worked out what consoles I'm going to be focusing on. Got a nice little uh, retro game museum behind me now. I've moved things around in my house. These are great. It's a great time to that, be alive. That thing with its own screen was fun today. The what Vectrex. Was that? Yeah. The Vectrex is stunning. 1981 or 82. I'd lost all my cartridges for it, though, so I've only got that game. And then I was going to buy some, and then I thought, no, I can't. Um, but I'm spending way too much money on this ridiculous hobby, Debbie. <laughs> it could be worse. It could be worse. It could be... Well, it could be much worse. We don't even need to... Um, it, it could be a lot worse. Say it. it used to be a lot worse. Um, what a, what because I I've, I finally worked out like I, this is actually my hobby now is is old video games and streaming them it's like a hobby and 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 it suddenly just dawned on me wow I really enjoy this and I'm doing something I really really enjoy and some people are interested you know small numbers but people are interested in it and uh, and I've been doing a jigsaw puzzle today I think jigsaws are a hobby so I've got hobbies what are your hobbies Debbie. Um. Oh, crikey. Um, I like making things. I'm very creative. Oh, what kind of things do you make? 
Um, well, I'm just literally on Wednesday give it a final hand in for um, a university degree yeah. in oh. fashion design. Oh, Boom. here we go. I think I think I had a bit of a midlife crisis at forty yeah. and thought I need to do something else. I went back to university full time and did a fashion degree. Wow, flipping it! Can I ask what you were doing before? Uh, a photographer. Okay, so so artistic. Or did you, was the stuff you're doing? Would you say was not particularly artistic? As I know, some photographers um, complain. Well, talking about hobbies, so I used to be a quality manager for British Gas, oh, yeah, 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 and yeah. photography was my hobby. Yeah, I took voluntary redundancy and made my hobby into a business. Oh, good for you! Um, did that for ten years, and then thought actually this isn't my hobby and it's just bread and butter stuff. So there is some really creative stuff. So you can do some great shoots. So I worked with MTV, for example, and that was really fun. With who? But MTV? then I also... Oh, MTV, that. yes. I thought you said, I thought you said MT Lee. I thought, who's MT Lee? Is that someone? Is that like <laughs> no, MTV. MTV. So I did some really creative stuff, photographed some really cool people. But then on the other side of things, I photographed jewellery for oh, catalogues. Yeah. So it, it's ups and downs. But that sort of, um, that was a job. I didn't really yeah. have a passion for it anymore. So I'd always loved design and creativity. So I thought, why not? Wow. I went back to university full time. And um, uh, how, so how long, how many years, how long was the course? Three years. Three years as a proper course. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah was so that, that must have been, uh, I, um, because we're about the same age. That must have been a, a big old thing. How difficult a decision was it to jack in work? I don't know if you have family or not, but well, how big well, a decision was it? I didn't it? stop work. I've actually studied full-time and worked oh, part-time. yes. So carried on the business. My yeah. husband's got a full-time job. Here we go. So fortunately, he's the, the main money earner in the house, yeah. which allowed me to go back to education. Um, and then in September, I start a teacher training course. So I'm going to be a... Um, a oh. teacher in print and textiles, art this and design. A, this is incredible. How inspiring. Yeah, and also, that's <laughs> the, just the sort of person you want teaching kids, someone who's seen a bit of life yeah. and knows the different options, you know. Do you know what? They said that to me in my interview because somebody, I think myself, 45, nearly 40, well, 46 this year. There we go. Um, I think, am I too old for a career no. change? And they said, do you know what? You've got life experience. You've got a degree. You've got you've been to university or whatever but you've got life experience and that's what really matters that's really important there was um, when i was at university at 19 there was a mature student there who we used to take the mick out oh, mercilessly. Was a really nice guy charlie really really nice guy but we used to take the mick out of him mercilessly right because he was so old so ancient <laughs> He's 10 he years was younger. He was, yeah, 10 years younger than yeah. I am now. <laughs> 10 years younger than I am now! And we thought he was ancient! Here's the thing, I can completely <laughs> I can completely see myself in maybe 20 years' time going back to university and doing something because I'm... I've loved it, I'll be honest, and I think I appreciate... That's it, that is it. ...the experience so much more. Um, one, because it's costing me a fortune, um, but two... I'm fortunate that there are mature students in my group. So there's a group, there's ten of us in our group, and four of us are mature students. Yeah. Um, but it's lovely working with twenty-two-year-olds as yeah. well. I can completely see it. 
mostly because I was lucky enough to go to university at a time when you didn't have to pay fees, right? So it was just kind of, it was a conveyor belt. You know, you just went from school to university and didn't really think much about it. And I remember us laughing at the mature students because they would always be the ones, you know, it'd be a Friday afternoon, you're about to (laughs) knock off early and the uh, lecturer would say, has anyone got any questions? And of course we're like, no, we've got one foot out the door already. And then a hand would go up at the back from someone who was paying to be there and and saw the point, you know, and realised that their life would be different as a result of it and we were like oh god really I can completely see myself being that person one day and it'll be brilliant if you could could see me now you'd really laugh because I'm sat in my I've got a sewing ring fortunately and I'm sat here I'm ironing um, one of the designs that I've made um, ready for my hand in and (laughs) it's 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 crazy what a feeling with my little iron what a feeling you did it yeah absolutely it's been it's been a hard year it really has, but it's so worth it. It's really brave. I take my hat off to you. That brave oh, because well, you could have carried on. You know, there are plenty of people who carry on and think, oh well, that's not going to happen now. I should have done it when I was young. That's the end of that. Yeah. You know, rather it's, than going, I'm going to do it and see what happens. And the worst thing I've is had it doesn't so work many out. Different, so many different experiences. Last year, I went to work in Italy for three weeks um, for a fashion media company through through a placement. Yeah. So it, that was all paid for. It was amazing, and I. It, you don't get opportunities like that very often. So I'm fortunate that my husband really supports me. I've got no kids. Um, and I've been able to sort of live a new dream, really. And I guess, of course, being a student, you smoke a little bit of the reefer, go no, to the go to the subsidised bar, get drunk, get some snogs in. Hey, it's great. <laughs> good for you. Some snogs get in. Get some snogs in and get a little bit of speed and smoke some reefer. Um, Debbie, uh, 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 you're a good sport. Thank you for taking my joshing in the spirit is intended. That's genuinely inspiring. Thanks for sharing that. There you go, you see. No problem. And thanks for telling me about that that place where I can spend more money. You're welcome. Cheers, Debbie. Thank you. What a nice person. What an inspiring person. I keep saying that, but that's the word. The fact that, that, you know, even at our advanced ages, you can go, "Ah, I want to try that. Yeah. And you go off and do it. Well, she's lucky that she's got support and she's able to do it financially. But, yeah, it's, it's still a brave move, isn't it? Very brave move. Um, OK, uh, uh, let's just try this once. Hello, uh, line two. Wasn't worth it. This is Talk Radio. <laughs> the Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. On air and off the leash. On Talk Radio. Uh, Cara, who we've spoken to on the show before, has just tweeted... Lovely lady chatting to Ian Lee. She's doing so well in life. Today, I spent the whole day with my T-shirt inside out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes! (laughs) You're one of us, Cara. (laughs) You are... are Differences you noticed. I wouldn't have noticed until I took it off. (laughs) You are in the right place. These two idiots. 0344 499 1000 is the phone number. If you're, if you're new and we're getting new listeners all the time um, and you're waiting for the question or the, I don't understand what they're talking about. There is no question. There is no real topic. We seem to have stumbled upon um, inventions and we seem to have stumbled upon making changes in life. Yeah, and inventions and reinventions. Reinvent. Oh, yes, my uh, we seem to have stumbled upon, you know, making bold life choices and, and, and doing a left when everyone thought you were going to do a right. You're welcome to call in about those things. Or you're welcome to call in about pretty much uh, anything else you want. There are elections coming up, so we don't really, we can't really go into that territory. But everything else is up for grabs. You know, you can lead the conversation as much or as little as you want. If you just want to phone up and just have a chat, you're welcome to. The phone number is very simple. 
It's free for most packages. At the most, it'll cost you a few pennies. You'll speak to Amy. She will take your name and number and call you straight back. And that's it. And we've, we've got Roger, we've got Ollie, and we've got Bruce. Bruce, you'll be next waiting on the line to, to come on. That's it. It's really that simple. Uh, the phone number is as follows. 0344. Four nine nine one thousand oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Let's go to Bruce. Good evening, Bruce. Oh, hello, Ian. How are you? Uh, do you know what? I'm on top of the world. Actually, I'm having a. Hey, get this right. Get this. So, I had a delivery today from Yodel. Right, I can say it because I'm not going to be. Too, I'm not. I'm going to be honest about them. Right. So, the delivery company. I had them before, and, and twice I got emails saying we tried to deliver, but you weren't in. When I was, I'd waited in all day for one of those deliveries, so I knew it was bullshit. And it was the thing I was expecting when I uh, uh, these first two deliveries was a hammock that I've ordered for the garden. Right, because I live the life oh, of luxury. Sweet. Very sweet. And so I Every found it. Needs a hammock. I ordered it on eBay. Uh, oh, sorry, I ordered it on Amazon, and I got so furious that this company had said they tried to deliver when they hadn't i got in touch with the, the uh, amazon said cancel it cancel it i don't want it i'm going to buy it from somewhere else and they so they cancelled it right so then i went to another online retailer different company and i bought the same thing for a little bit more money and then today i get an email saying your yodel delivery <laughs> Is on its way. They were using the same company. I thought, oh, man. All right, fine. So I'm watching the thing. You get a little email that says you are. Uh, there are 129 deliveries before he gets to you, right? And so I'm watching it. And when it said there are two deliveries before he gets to you, I went and stood out in the road, right, Bruce? So I stood out in the ro- road to see him so I could would know if he came or not. Yeah. And then I see this big white van coming around the corner. So with my phone in my hand, I waved at him in the middle of the road. And it's quite a quiet road I live on. There's not many houses. I waved at him. And he pulled pulled over about 50 yards away from me. And as he got out of the van, I waved and went, all right, mate. And he sort of nodded at me. And then he went round to the back of the van and he opened the door. And it's a hammock. It's quite a big box, right? And he got the box out and he started to cross the road. I waved at him again. And then instead of turning left to come to me, he turned right to go to a house three, two or three doors down. Incredible. And I went, mate, excuse me, is is that for number? I mean, he went, yes. I said, yeah, that's me. I'm, I'm, st- I'm stood in the road. It's, it's, that's, that's for me. Oh, sorry, sorry. I got confused. Unbelievable. And you're waving at him. Here's my theory. Um, unbelievable. It's a very remote rural area. And I live near some of those places. And the wildlife isn't scared of cars because they never see it. And people point at planes. So maybe he thought you were just going, oh, look, large, white, moving chariot. Maybe he (laughs) thought you were one of those people. Well, maybe, maybe he did. (laughs) But what? Why would I be stood in the road going? And like he nodded at me. He must have thought I was a loon. (laughs) He must have have done. going, look, I've got a phone. Well done. Well done. Unbelievable. Anyway, I, 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 I got it. I finally got it, and tomorrow, if I get time, I'm building a hammock. Uh, anyway, Bruce, that's not what you've called in for. What have you got for us tonight? Um, I, I just wanted, first of all, to apologise for my uh, accidental bad language last week. Oh, you dropped an F-bomb. You, um... you dropped an F-bomb. Yeah. You don't sound like Sorry. the type, Bruce. No, we were so we surprised. Normally, we can normally spot those coming a mile off. We were so surprised, <laughs> you potty mouth. Yeah, sorry, it just uh, just slipped out. Apology uh, accepted, no. apology accepted. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, I just want to say thank you properly for the Amanda Coppola CD, which is fantastic. Oh, right, this is the guy I said. said right, OK, yeah. Good, I'm glad you like it. I, I, I'm, I'm more than happy to, to pass that on. We, listen, we didn't sell many. We didn't sell 200. We didn't make our money back. I don't care. I think it's one of the greatest things I've ever put out on my record label, and I just want people to hear it, and I and I'm, was more than happy to send you a copy, Bruce. I hope you like it. Yeah, I was just going to ask if it was your label, 7A. 7A Records, uh, uh, facebook.com slash 7A Records or 7A Records.com. It's, uh, it's my, me and my mate Glenn, and we mainly put out monkey stuff, but we put out Imani, we put out the Frank Sidebottom, Chris Seavey soundtrack CD, but it's other than that, it's mainly monkey stuff. Yeah, you're really a bit of a renaissance man there. Oh, you? Yeah. I am lighting cigars with £50 notes being the head of a record <laughs> label. I'm not at all. We don't make any money, and it's a wonderful, wonderful pastime, and I love doing it. Bruce, oh, listen, yeah, yeah. apology accepted. Thank you very much indeed. Let's go to uh, uh, Roger. Good evening, Ian and Catherine. Uh, hello, Roger. And Ollie. Hello. Oh, no. Yes. Hello, Roger. Oh, no. Here we go. Oh, no, no, no. Ian. Yes, yes, Ollie. We can. Can you do a Jeremy Carl on us and bring us back together? Uh, I, don't, I don't know if doing a Jeremy Carl is that's uh, the best comparison at the is, moment. Uh, really, we had, a, we had a little disagreement earlier. Okay, hang on a second. Uh, what, what happened? What happened earlier on, boys? Who's going first? Oh, you're putting me under pressure, Ollie, you little... <laughs> I'll try not... To, I'm very... I am very, very tired, hyper, and I'll try not to drop an F-bomb. Uh-oh. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, we... You you don't watch it. Catherine watches it, I believe. Watch what? What are you talking Game about? Game of Thrones. Oh, yes. Me and Ollie vehemently disagree with the state of the current season. All right. I like it. I've loved it this season. Oh, he God. doesn't like it. What, is it too dark for you? <laughs> I, I've never seen an episode of Game of Thrones, um, uh, but apparently this series and the last three series have been rubbish. No, I, I disagree. I've enjoyed them. But, you know, maybe I'm easily pleased. Yeah, yeah exactly probably. what I'm thinking, Catherine, because I, I've not really... I, I think it was it season five people complained about was boring and yeah. I really liked it. Do you know what I think? I think they miss all the boobs. Early days, Game of Thrones, it was like boobs one week, fighting the next, boobs one week, fighting the next, and often multiple boobs and well, you get a bit of bum and it was it was quite... All right, all right. No, I'm just saying, and kind of sexy. And now it's still there. Well, not very many and it's kind um, of more fighty these days, isn't it? Now, now instead of brother and sister boobs, it's auntie well, and nephew boobs. Oh, I know, isn't it, though? <laughs> but I've been enjoying it. I've not seen the latest one, so please, no spoilers. Uh, no, oh. Well, I have... But listen, I um, get all of my information from Twitter, and I have seen a growing trend with people going, it's a bit, eh, and it will do... This is why I didn't watch it. Season one, I've just seen Game of Thrones. Have you seen Game of Thrones? Season two. Oh, you've got to watch Game of Thrones. Got to watch season three. Oh, it's the best thing. Season three yeah, starting. Yeah. It's the best thing. Here's the thing. I've had my fingers burnt by Lost. I've had my fingers burnt by Fringe. I was betrayed by Breaking Bad. Battlestar Galactica spat on my grave. Oh, my. I will never watch another poxy American box set again because the end will disappear. And you'll come in after the end, Catherine, and go, oh, it was really good, the ending. I really liked it. Just, Why will I sound like Wurzel Gummidge? Just to spite 
me. That's how childish you are. You'll come in and go, hey, you know, hey, hey, calm down. You know the Game of Thrones series finale, like, series finale, like, it was, it was Boston, man. It was bloody good, man. And you'll be doing that just to spite me. That's how childish, that's how pathetic, I've not finished, that's how low you are. Over to you. I probably won't mention it because you're not interested, so I will just enjoy it by myself and I won't feel the need to impose my opinion on anyone else because I'm a normal person and a grown-up. She's doing it now. Hello. Yeah. Ollie. Ollie, hello, Ollie, yes. This is our argument. This is me and Roger's argument. Okay. He's turned it into Ian and Kaffer. What, what? Yeah. what well, that, that was my point on Twitter earlier, Ollie. People argue over TV shows and yeah. argue over films and argue over this, that and the other, and it's like, it gets too much. I, I don't think... I, I was just defending myself against Dave. Oh, Dave now. Yeah, so if Dave <laughs> wants to ring in, I can have a go at him as well. Because I put a tweet, a negative tweet, so he didn't like it, we had a little fight, then Roger got upset that Dave was getting bashed by me. That's right, I, I got upset Dave. that you were both arguing over something as petty as the TV show. But why can't I have my... Why can't I be negative to something I don't like? Why you can't can be, but you? then you can't complain that piece? somebody's arguing back and saying that they're giving the reasons why they like it. It's the reason why... But when does it stop? It's my tweet. You I just to decide that it stops. Ollie, you just stop like I did earlier. Guys. When we were chatting about it. Guys. You're breaking my heart. You two are friends. Remember what it was like I'm before. I've not been a fallout with Ollie over a tweet. No, it's... subtweeted me. No, Roger come on. Me. Don't fall out... No. Don't, don't fall out over a show that's essentially porn for cowards. It's not worth it. <laughs> I apologise, Roger. Come on. Apologize. I love you, Ollie, and you know I love you, and Aya knows I love her as well. Oh, Aya as well. I don't know how many people are involved in this brawl. Yeah. But I've got... Two other friends who I chat to, mm-hmm. who they both enjoy oh, okay. it. All right, Roger, this isn't this isn't a dick measuring competition. Roger's got loads of friends. Okay, mate. <laughs> of course you have. Of course, just like you're a blind man, you've got loads of friends. Roger's fantasy world where anything can come true. All Ian, right, Roger. Ian. Ian. Yes, Roger. You're wrong about Endgame. He's not. He's not. That's Shots why I called fired. Don't. Be careful. Be careful. Because be careful. Because apparently I sent the tweet saying I'd finished talking about Endgame before I'd actually finished talking Ooh. about Endgame. And no Stacy, Stacy is upset. Um, many, 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 many people are upset. The delay as well because if you're listening there online, we go. There's a good yeah, and minutes. also Roger, there's a delay to your brain because <gasps> Endgame oh. is a crock of shit. Thanks for your call. Wow. It's rubbish, isn't it, Ollie? It's terrible. I was going to talk about the time travel nonsense. Oh. Well, oh, I've got to walk. What? Are you right? I, I like Stacey, and I don't want her annoyed with me. But the, it was not. It didn't make sense. Logical oh. sense did it. It didn't make. It didn't make. It didn't. Hey, hey, hey! It's a superhero movie. What are you talking about? Logical didn't sense. Follow. Here's the thing. All right, we're going to talk about Endgame for a minute, right? Oh. So switch off. Here's the thing, right? If they had known that was going to be the ending, yeah. then you know when they go back in time yeah. to the fight in the streets of New- wherever it is, I don't know, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Then there should have been, in the first film, there should have been a reference to it. Like Hulk yeah. should have looked off and sort of scratched his head or something. There should, have been, there should have been a point in that film where they saw themselves. Also, and we are going to talk about this, right? We are going to talk about this. I'm talking about it now. Okay. Right? 
They killed Thanos. They killed yeah. yes. Thanos yes. before, yes. in his timeline, yes. he'd, he'd clicked his fingers. So yes. none of that would have happened. <laughs> but they wouldn't. But when they went back to their timeline, time would have been completely broke because they killed Thanos before they even met Thanos. Thank you. Thank you. Thank so, you. Thank how you. does that make sense? Thank you. Thank you, Ollie. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I like Ollie. I don't like Roger. This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making it talk. All my life I 
Of the Beach Boys on, I'm going to say their 1971 album surfs up, but it might be 1972. Cass Elliott did it. Um, loads of people have done it. This is Doris Day doing it. Man alive. Kath has an interesting story about the gentleman that produced <laughs> and wrote this song. Catherine, tell us your Bruce Johnston story. We found ourselves uh, backstage at a Beach Boys gig last did, year, didn't, didn't we? Did we? <laughs> we did find ourselves there. I don't quite know how. We were sitting on this sofa in a quite posh room. Um, it was Hampton Court, wasn't it? It was Hampton Court, yeah. yeah. We yeah. just found ourselves herded in there and then all of a sudden we're surrounded by the Beach Boys are family you, and friends. Are you here for the meet and greet? Yeah, yeah sure, why not? <laughs> So we're sitting on this sofa like a couple of idiots and Beach Boys start coming in. Yeah. And one of them is Bruce Johnston. Man ca- came straight over to us, didn't we? And we both stood up like it was the president. And he politely shook my hand and then said I had to do a firmer handshake because otherwise it looked like I was gay. Yeah. He's old school. Um, it wasn't interested in me. It was interested in Kath was eyeing up the skirt. Yeah. And while he was talking to me, he was kind of like tickling my hand. <laughs> with his penis. No, not with his penis. With his penis. With his ancient... Genius hand <laughs> with his with his old um, it, it wasn't no it wasn't a sex crime wow. it was kind of charming he was a twinkler you could see that he was probably very successful with the ladies back he in the was day stroking her hand with his dick no he was not dirty pervert he wasn't it was kind of charming I didn't feel threatened uh, I found it quite funny I thumped him we were asked to leave. <laughs> 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 he was charming. You you were thrilled to bits that we got to speak to oh him. Oh my god! I, 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 yes, I was thrilled to bits. That's three three Beach Boys, three Beach Boys. I've met. I've met Bru- uh, Brian. I've met Mike, and now I've met Bruce. Oh, I met four at four Al Jardine, but he was um, an SH one T to me at an airport, so he can go and he can go and um, play play guitar on that. And I'm waving my two middle fingers in the air because um, <laughs> it really, was a rude thing to do. It was. Uh, yeah. You can pack that. In as soon as you like. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. You'd be very, very welcome to. Now, what is this? Is it Snapchat where you can make yourself look yeah. like a lady? If I'm a man, you can swap gender. So yeah. I look like a lady, like a man. I've noticed I'm a very, very hot. I think you'd describe me as a BBW. What? A big, beautiful woman. Okay. Because I was, I was very curvaceous in my th- photo. I was hot. The one that made me into a woman. I think was the hot. ones that make the men into women are generally quite um, generous. They've got lovely, luscious hair and beautiful makeup. Good teeth. Uh, here's the thing: it doesn't really do that much. All, all, all the women that become men look very similar, and all the men that become. Has anyone done it with um, like record covers yet? Some, oh, no, that's an with... idea. 
I did find that when I did mine, um, I looked like my oh, cousin. I know her. Do you? I know her. Um, what's she done? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, no, she didn't take cocaine. It was a thing. I know her. Anyway, okay. Right, you go on. I'm going go, to go. I was going to say, when I did mine, here. I went, oh, that's a st- strange sensation. But also, it it looks like it could be a member of my family. Okay, so how do, what do I do it? Uh, do I turn the camera around? Hang on a minute. What do we do here? We turn the camera around. This is, what's this? Jodie, who's this? Jodie Foster? Jodie Kidd? No, no. Who is that? She was the one from Killing Eve. Okay, well, I'm going to make her into a man. Here we go. Make her into a man. Jodie Comer. Oh, she looks like Rick Mail. Does she? Hang on. Yeah. yeah, here's the thing, right? The women, uh, the man to woman one gives you really good hair. All the guys, when you turn into a guy, it's got this kind of horrible 80s, greasy, okay. uh, horrible hair. Let's do page three. I don't think it's very nice. Well, she looks like a woman still. Hang on a minute. Which maybe she's just too womanly to be turned into a fella. I'm doing this right. She just looks like a looks like her. You got you got to touch the face bit before you start, so that it recognises the face. Oh, okay. Press and hold, and then it. What do you mean press and hold? Yeah, touch it and hold it, and then it'll go. Well, it this rec- little it sort of what, nexus thing. You don't have to do that. Well, it's done it. Oh, All right. It's just a. What happens if you turn? Okay. What happens if you turn a man into a man? So I'm going to. So that's me normal. That's me normal. Oh, oh, Jesus. Be with you in a minute, Peter. This is important research. (laughs) Let's see. Oh, super butch. Let's see what happens if it turns you into a woman. Yeah, it just makes me look um, more elfin. It it, it sort of narrows your features and stuff, puts more makeup on. Because you've got quite a wide face, haven't you? Well, it makes you hot. There we go. Makes you <laughs> look young. Well, that was fun for everybody listening at home, and that's what this it makes me look like about. a kitsch Japanese painting. Uh, well, someone's used it on uh, Tinder, and of course has had loads of hits. We'll get there in a second, uh, or swipes. I don't know. Good evening, Paul. Hello. Hello, Paul. Um, uh, yes, I'm, I'm sorry about that. Nothing to be sorry for at all, Paul. What can we do for you tonight? Do you want me to do it again, what I was going to do? You were, weren't you going to talk us through your meditation? Yeah. I meditated today. I really felt... I, I didn't have time for a sleep, so I meditated. Oh, it was great. Meditated. What type of meditation is it? I do transcendental meditation, so I have a mantra that I repeat oh. over and over in my head, and it's like cascading through time and space. It's wonderful. Well, how do you do it, Paul? Um... Mainly with my eyes. Yeah, go on. Um, uh, there are the lower ones, which I explained last time. They're the legs up to, which go up to the belly button. But then you, you, there are higher ones. Yeah. Um, from I'll go down from the neck. Um, you, you've got the neck, which you see. Spirit transcendental one. Yeah. Um, and the, the one beneath that is the, the which is a heart chakra. Oh, yeah, the chakras. Okay, I'm not sure. I'm not sh- convinced. I be- I buy into this chakra stuff. 
Mm, why not? I just... It, it, something doesn't quite sit right with me about the chakras, but I know that some people dig it. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Um, the, well, the main... Um, well, here, I'll tell you about this this method. You, uh, normally, they shot low, don't they? They, they shot down low and then they go up yeah. to the forehead, yeah? Yeah. Um, but the, they don't normally say about where the mouth is. The one, see, um, this the one where the mouth is, um... Hmm. It's a very complicated, uh, it's a very complicated yeah, thing, no, isn't it? It's not, it's, not, it's well, the one where the mouth is relates to the centre. Yes. Uh, the heart, in the heart chakra. Yeah. So, this one where the mouth is, um, uh, when Daniel, Daniel, uh, oh? uh, do you reckon there was a chap called Daniel where I live? Yeah. Lived, and he got mixed up when I was telling him about that because this one where the mouth is, yes, is the mind's Paul, let me let me because this is getting a little unfocused. I'm really I'm really enjoying chatting to you. I enjoy your calls a lot. How does yeah. does how, when you med when you meditate? How does it make you feel? Oh, you said that happy. Yeah. It depends which chakra you use. Um. At the moment, but I, at the moment, all the top of my head's activated. It's activated, um, is it? Yeah, is that... What does that mean, that, activated? Well, you, you know, don't know what the word activated Well, I do, I do, but I don't know what the... I don't know what the phrase, the top of my head is activated, means. What, what does that mean? Well, it means all over your head. Yeah? It's a, uh, yeah. Okay, all right. Hey, listen, Paul, can I ask you, can I ask you a personal... Smaller chakras. Yeah. Sorry, go on, then. Let me ask you a personal question, then we're going to move on, because I've got to do some adverts. Um, would, yeah. you, would you say that most of the time you are a happy man? Yes. Good. That's all I wanted to check. Well, not that happy. I was, in, I was depressed today. Yeah. Um, which... Um, it did make me really... See, they classified me as a paranoid schizophrenic. Right, OK. I think you with might have epilepsy. mentioned that before, yeah. Oh, dear. With, with epilepsy, it was not really bad today. And did, what kind of place do you do you live in? Do you live in, like, um, I don't know, a residential home, a care home? What's the, what's the deal? Well, they, um, they wanted... They, some people wanted me to. Uh, the Conservative government, I think, had this idea that you can leave mental homes. Oh, care in the community. So, what you were living in a mental home, and then you got sent out of there. Yeah, but that, I went to this to the place. I mean, it's the second time I've round I've been here. Mm. They put me in that Roland Rat. It's complicated, but Roland Rat, Grat. Oh, okay, right. I thought you said Roland Rat. I thought, blimey, he, this is taking a strange turn. He, he put me in this state of psychosis. Yeah. 
think. I think what I'm trying to ask you is, are you somewhere mm. safe? For example, if you cut your finger really badly making a sandwich, is there, like, a responsible adult there who could come and help? Or are, are you on your own? Um, well, they've got things on the walls that you can pull down. Oh, you've got, like, cords so that someone, like a warden or someone could come and help you. Yeah. Brilliant, brilliant. Paul, listen, I have to go to the I have to go to the adverts, mate. Thank you so much for your call. Should I should I hang on? No, no, no. Listen, why don't you give us a call later on in the week? Thanks for sharing yeah. your wisdom and your um meditation techniques. It's a hard thing to explain, but you did it really, really well. And thanks for y- answering my questions. I really appreciate it. Yeah. You take care of yourself, Paul. Okay. Thank you. Bye bye. Um I like him. Every time Paul phones up, I think, should we really be allowing him on? But, yeah, I think I think we're all... I think it's all right. I think it's all right. I know he gets very confused. I remember his first few phone calls were very fused. Mm-hmm. And he talks about being paranoid. The paranoid bit came up in the first few phone calls. But... If he's getting pleasure out of his phone call... I genuinely enjoy talking to him. I think he's a nice guy. And I just wanted to check that he was all right. And it sounds like he's in a safe place. If he gets pleasure out of phoning us up and it's not doing anyone any harm and we're not laughing at him. No, exactly. And we're sensitive to the fact that... Yeah. And the first couple of calls, we didn't quite know what the deal was. And I think there may have been a bit of sniggering. And that's fine. That's fine. We're not mind readers. We don't know what's going on. Um, In fact, no, it was the first call to you because I heard it. And the first minute... I didn't know what it was. The first minute, there was a bit of sniggering and I was sniggering at home. And then as soon as you realised there was an issue... You um you became really nice mum you know you went you, you did it perfectly I remember I was I was in the cabin, and I laughed for the first minute and then I it was like ah okay there's a situation, and you handled it perfectly and I think if we if we carry on handling it in a sensitive non patronising non exploitative way, yeah I don't have a problem with it do you? Um, it kind of depends on what happens after the phone calls. Do yeah, you know what I mean? Good point. Good point. For example. Well, as long as um, I w- would worry if Paul continued to phone because he was confused and didn't know whether yeah. he was supposed to be ringing for the yeah. rest of the night and yeah. then that he could get quite distressed about that. That's a good point. That's a good point. So by the see. way, we're not just saying this because of the, 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 the back of Jeremy Kyle. We've, we've, ever since we've been here, this has kind of been our, yeah. our, our, our thinking, certainly in the last two or three years. Um, all right, well, let's keep an eye on it. Because mm-hmm. I like talking to him a lot. I think he's a nice guy, and I think he's got a lot of wisdom uh, to share in a slightly unconventional way. Um, 0344 499 this is Talk Radio. Uncut after-hours conversation for the up-all-night generation. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. So anyway, the point I was making was... Um, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Pablo, stay there. Come to you in a second. Um, man uses new gender swapping filter to set up a fake Tinder profile with pictures of himself as a woman and is inundated with hundreds of matches and some very racy messages. I don't know why that's surprising because it makes him look like a hot woman. Mm-hmm. It makes women look like you know kind of beefy guys. So I don't quite know what the suppose is. A student who decided to set up a fake Tinder account using a picture of him transformed into a girl using Snapchat's new filter has gone viral. Jake Askew, 20, from Norwich, used the social media platform's new gender-swapping filter 
and after being pleasantly surprised by how he looked as a girl, decided to set up a fake dating account under the pseudonym Jess to see how she would do. To his surprise, his new profile was soon inundated with thousands of likes and hundreds of matches, with Jake joking that Jess was the most popular girl in Derby within the hour. Um... Yeah, okay. I don't understand. I don't understand. I, I, why would you be? Why would you be surprised? You know, it's it, it, it's it's a dating app. He's suddenly a hot girl. It's a dating app purely based on looks. Yes, yes, yes. There was another story before that one, um, which is how I found out about this kind of thing oh, yeah. that's going on at the moment. And it was a guy had uh, done that, and his girlfriend had found the picture on his phone and assumed he was seeing someone else. Oh no! Yeah. Yeah. Oh, blimey. So, yeah, he apparently he's sleeping on the sofa or something. That'll learn him. Evening, Pablo! Hip, hip, how do? Hello, Governor. What have you got for us tonight? Well, this whole kind of uh, Snapchat filter, everybody just, all the fellows just end up looking like my Auntie Joyce. Um, Your Auntie Joyce is a very, very fine-looking lady, then. Seems like world travel agents. Um, but anyway... She, yeah, like, what what she, what? she was a travel agent? Well, no, no, just all the pictures that, that, that I, I just, whenever I see these pictures that are popping up, I just assume that they're going to try and offer me some sort of holiday package. <laughs> does anyone, does she still work in a travel agent? No, uh, no, I think she works in home base now. Because you, gosh, because you, you go into some high streets in Windsor. I don't live in Windsor anymore. But when I go to Windsor, there's, I think it's like next door to the post office. It's this tiny little pokey, grubby office. And it's a travel agent. And you kind of think, I oh, saw so Windsor, maybe there's older people and they still do it the other way. But you kind of think, who goes to a trip? Surely you just sit at home and Google. And also, package holidays. The thought, I've, I've never booked a package holiday. Ever since I've been booking holidays online, I look at the flights and then I look at the hotels. And I do uh, it. Then you've not discovered the joys of all inclusive. No, I haven't. It's good. I haven't. I mean, you have to be I'm prepared for... I'm quite posh, though. I'm quite yeah, posh. You are. And it, oh, with the kids, though. Yeah, you've got to go all-inclusive. It's so much easier. Well, no, we're going to go to Rome. I'm taking the boys to Rome this year, Pablo, because um, I wanted to go to Japan. Couldn't afford it. 1,500 quid a seat for a seven-year-old. Yeah. You're having a laugh, mate. We went to New York last time, and I was kind of thinking, well, I don't know how we'd beat that American trip because it was so magic and then the first place that came into my mind the second place that came into my mind the first one was was uh, Greenland because I thought that might be fun but actually it looks boring so the second place was was Italy so I just I thought I wonder how much it is to fly to Rome and the, the flights were dead cheap to Rome so I've booked us flights to Rome and then I've booked Airbnb and no I've not gone all-inclusive because we'll go out we'll get some nice Got some nice restaurants. Mm -hmm. We'll get some nice lunch and stuff out in town, and we'll bring some stuff back to cook at home and watch in front of the telly. In front of the telly, that's all we're gonna do. None of this all-inclusive nonsense. I think if you're going for one of the sort of pool-type holidays, then all-inclusive is a good option. Yeah, well, I, I don't rooms, drink. No rooms. I, I, I went to Rome for a wedding um, a few years back, and it's it's random. You can literally go to one place, and they'll be charging the earth, and you can go next door, and yeah. it'll be cheapest tips. So as long as you Keep a keep an eye out and do a little bit of research beforehand. You, you you can come out like a bandit. Yeah, keep off the main drags of things. Right. That's the general. By the one. way, I've posted a picture of my jigsaw that I'm doing online. Uh, Billy and Jeff, stop! They, they they've spotted some pieces where they're oh, supposed no. to go. Stop it! Spoiling it. I don't want any spoilers. I don't want any coaching. I'm doing this jigsaw puzzle, not you, Hayes, and not you, Jeff. So stop it. I will I will report your tweets and I will block you. 
Who could have thought that jigsaws would get so contentious? Catherine smirked at something I said. I don't drink. Is not is that not included in all inclusive? Yeah, it then? is. But you know, right, well, I don't drink, no, so but, it's a waste of no, money. No, I was thinking more like meals. Uh, so all your meals are paid for. All the kids' ice creams, burgers. All, all the s- ice creams. That that is that's uh, the thing. That is a huge benefit. You get as many ice creams and uh, pops as you like, and you, what have you. You get so much stuff there that you get fed up with going for it. So I don't. You probably eat well, exactly. less. Well, exactly. And so he, they, they can't. Here's the thing: if it was all inclusive, then I would work out exactly how much I'd have to eat to break even, and I'd eat a little bit more than that, <laughs> meaning I'd make myself sick. Whereas now, <laughs> I'm not eating some crappy hotel like burgers and stuff. I'm going to go and eat real Italian burgers, the yeah. way the way um, uh, Caesar would have eaten them. I'm going to go and eat real gelato. I'm going to go and uh, yeah, gelato. I'm going to go and um, eat real, real. Italiana pizzarama. I just think if you're budgeting, then then all inclusive is great. No, it's not. It is. You know what you spend. I'm budgeting you... because I bought cheap flights. And I've got an Airbnb. There's your budgeting. Yeah, but once you get there, you're going to get fleeced. Um, I nearly swore then. Am I heck? All right. Well, let's discuss this after you've been. Yeah. Let's. All right. Let's discuss it when I come back with a brilliant holiday and a pocket full of lira. Well, there's a kids' clubs as well. You get to see a load of uh, theatre studies graduates. I'm too uh, old for kids' clubs. <laughs> well, officially, yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Um, now, my, my, here's the thing as well. My kids, um, my youngest, would not engage in that because oh, he's no, a little won't. bit. They're not joiners. Yeah, and also sw- swimming pool, you know, a holiday resort. Um, guys, no, 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 no. I'm no, not a no. massive fan, but the kids no. like it. So we'll go to we'll go to a um, we'll go to a, we'll go to a real Italian Liga. swimming pool. In Rome, we'll go swimming in with real hairy Italians and and some men as well. Oh yes! No. Oh yes! No. Oh yes! He oh, did it! No, mate. Yeah. Oh no no no! Is it 1972? He did the joke about Italian women being hairy. Although I, I will say, if you're going to Rome, I, I, I can't remember the exact name of it, but where uh, where the Pope has his holiday area, that's a lovely, lovely bit of... Uh, the, Pope, the Pope's uh, caravan, I'm being told I should go to. I'm going to put that on my list of places to go to the Pope's caravan, which I, it sounds anyway, like a euphemism. Mm-hmm. Before I, I say we, we completely segue off, the, the main reason I was calling... Yes. Um, ...is obviously not going into specific specifics, but the whole Jeremy Kyle... Thing. Well, now, Catherine, I think we can, because Catherine's found a story... The papers story. are all over it. Now, Catherine, why don't yeah. you tell us what you've seen in the papers? This is just in the papers. We don't have this confirmed. This Mirror, is on the Mirror Sun, Online. Star. Right, fine. Well, then tell us what you've seen, because it's, um, it's, uh, it's kind of what we all suspected. This is according to the Mirror Online exclusive. I don't think it is. Uh, Jeremy Kyle guest Steve Diamond died days after filming his appearance on the show in which he was accused of being unfaithful to his partner. This is according to a friend of Steve Diamond told how he was certain he'd be cleared of cheating claims by appearing on Jeremy Kyle, but he failed a lie detector test during the show and the pal fears he killed himself as a result. He was found dead at home days later. Now, here's the thing. If, if he... Well, listen, there's a lot of supposition, a lot of guesswork. It's a really, really sad story. Blokes, a bloke is dead, right? But he, if he was... Lie detectors are not completely reliable, right? They're not really reliable. Fifty fifty. Well, I don't know if it's fifty fifty, but I don't I don't really know how they were. I don't not, know the There's technology. a reason why they're not admissible in court. Yeah. And so if he was telling the truth and he hadn't cheated, and then the lie detector comes out and says, You did cheat, you're lying, you did and he, he knows that he didn't. If this is the thing, with a lot of supposition and a lot of extrapolation here, that's that's devastating. That's 
That ends everything. Especially if if he'd purposefully gone to them yeah. asking for that, thinking that it would clear his name. Well, that's my that's my Go. biggest issue with this sort of thing. Is it? It's obviously. I mean, I think I, I sent you some details earlier in regards to um, just that this whole like daytime talk show thing, like the whole kind of. Oh uh, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. You you know I don't click on links, but I certainly read the heading underneath it, and it did yeah. actually look very, very interesting. Yes, that there is a kind of a darkness around. Um, uh, was the, the example that I saw in, in, literally in the heading was there was a guest that got shot on something once. Yeah, it was Jenny Jones. She was like in nineties. She was like part of the whole Sally Jesse. Rapper. I remember yeah. Jenny, I remember Jones. Jenny yeah. Jones. Yeah, and she's she's kind of like disappeared now because of this. And it was basically that they got a guy on and said, "Oh, we've got a secret crush. You want to come on the show and you'll be revealed to a secret crush." And they basically didn't give any allusions to the fact that it wasn't a woman. Um, oh, do you know what? I remember show's... this. Yeah, go on. The show's title was My uh, Gay Secret Crush Revealed. And um, basically, they had the guy in the backstage with earphones on so he couldn't hear anything. And they've got the guy on. And to be fair, the guy was like seemed like a, quite a like nice enough, like quite nervous guy. And they were really pulling on the fact that, oh, you met this guy and you fell in love with him. You've got fantasies about him. Tell us about your fantasies. Oh, tell us the other one. Tell us the other one. Um, and then they said, all right, bring him out, bring him out. And when he came out, they basically, yeah, it, it was this... Um, this so the, the guy friend. that comes out was a, is a straight guy yeah. and, and thought he was yeah. going to be like a woman he was meeting and was, was then, I, I don't know, humiliated with the fact w- w- that it was actually a guy and he'd been, he'd been stitched up. Yeah, and, and I know, obviously, we, we live in, like, very, um, like, um, like PC and right on times and all that, but obviously 1995, that, that was a kind of a, a, a time where, you know, these kind of things were potentially... You know, a massive thing to some people. And yeah. this guy was—he was friends with this uh, this man, and they, they were, you know, they, they were close. Um, but uh, he was basically brought on, and he initially, when he came out, thought that it was his female friend who had a crush on him. And then, you know, you could see in this the particular clip, uh, Sally—not uh, Sally, um, Jenny Jesse, Yeah, that's the name. Uh, was kind of like chomping at the bit, going, "Oh, it's it's the." Uh, you, you think it's your friend who fancies you, but it's not. It's 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 a man. It's a man. And um, basically, three days after the show, um, the guy was out drinking with his friends, and I don't know. There was ribbing involved. He got back to his trailer, and uh, the 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 gentleman who had the crush on him had left a note saying, "Oh, if you really want a good time, I'm the only person who can serve this year." And he basically went round to his trailer and shot him. That's not what I've got here. What I've got here, this is on Wikipedia, all right, so it talks about Amadour was encouraged by Jenny Jones to share his fantasies about Schmitz, after which Schmitz was brought on stage. According to the Washington Post, the two men exchanged an awkward embrace before the host dropped the bombshell. In response to the disclosure, Schmitz laughed and then stated he was completely heterosexual. Now, according to footage of the murder trial, it was later stated by a friend of Amadour's, the victim, that Amadour and Schmitz went out drinking together on the night of the taping an alleged sexual account encounter oh, occurred. Hey, hey, hey. According to a testimony at the murder trial, three days after the taping, Amadur left a suggestive note at Schmitz's house. After finding the note, Schmitz withdrew money from the bank, purchased a shotgun and then went to Amadur's mobile home. He questioned him about the note. Schmitz then returned to his car, took the gun, returned to Amadur's trailer... He shot him twice in the chest, killing him. After killing Amadur, Smiths left the residence, called 911 and confessed to the killing. He's away. Yeah, so I mean, aside from the, the, the alleged tete-a-tete type of thing, that, that's, that's pretty much as was. And it's just one of these things that essentially, with, without um, 
the show's involvement, then obviously, you know, one person wouldn't be in prison and the other person would probably still be alive. Mm. <clears throat> and um, the the family sued the Jenny Jones show for the ambush tactics, and the, and as they saw it, the negligent role that led to the death. In May, the jury awarded the amateurs twenty five million dollars. Yeah. The jury found and that the Jenny Jones show was both, both irresponsible and negligent, containing that the show intentionally created an explosive situation without due concern for the possible consequences. And, and I would say it's very worthwhile if you look up on YouTube just some of the uh, courts testimony where uh, she's on the sh- on the court and there's there's an earlier court case where she's basically saying oh i didn't know anything i didn't know anything oh it's nothing to do with me mm-hmm. oh it's my name on the show and then they basically point out where you're I, I used to i used to love the jeremy carl show i used to love it and then i had a real this was years ago i had a real epiphany i went oh my god this is awful this is awful i'm laughing at, at you know poor people i'm laughing at people's misery and and uh, uh, betrayal and hurt and heartbreak and loneliness what, and what it is is people who can't afford therapy or um kind of uh like drug rehabilitation or uh solicitors going on hoping that a television show can be their sort of go between well, literally taking advantage of desperate people yeah. and, and that's one of the things that I, that I get from it and especially now it's kind of um being divulged that it's kind of connected to this lie detector. Can thing, I, well, can I that... say something controversial? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hope Jeremy Kyle's all right. Yeah. I hope Jeremy Kyle's all right because we all we've seen the thing when when you're a liar, just admit you did it. You're a liar. He really goes into it, right? He really goes yeah. into it. And again, extrapolation. We're in a slight fantasy world of guesswork and conjecture here. But if this fella has this, this gentleman. Uh, has taken his his life because of 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 what happened there, and Kyle has has, has done. He he must feel awful. Yeah, he must feel absolutely awful. And I've met Jeremy Kyle a few times, and he's always been really really nice to me. I don't like the TV show, but he's always been really really nice to me. Been very kind actually, and he whether he bears any responsibility or not, we don't know. But he must feel. Awful. Well, and what Pablo, what you were saying about old Jenny Jones saying it was nothing to do with me, it will have been nothing to do with her. There will have been a team that's gone and done the background work on that case and producers who've convinced her that it's going to be fine. Well, I think to a degree, but um, part of the thing with that particular court case was the fact that she was listed as executive producer on that particular show, so it was, it was one of the things... That's that... often a pay thing, though, isn't it? Well... well to a degree, yeah, but she gets the final say on, on certain things because it was her name. And, and, and I'd say with the, with the Kyle thing specifically, it, it's the over-reliance on the lie detector thing. And, yeah. Well, or is it? We, we don't really know yet. Well, but if that's the thing, oh, no, then no, yeah, yeah, general, that's... The, the, not, the, the, the series is based on a machine that is not accurate. And it's been going on for years, and yeah. the assumption is well. that it's something that's, you know, re- reliable enough to go into Pablo, that kind of detail. thank right? you for that. I appreciate um, your thoughts and, uh, uh, on that. It's a, it's a horrendous, horrendous story. You know, someone has taken their own life, we think, uh, and it looks like it's potentially... I'm using a lot of, you know, we don't know the full story and we probably won't know the full story for a while, if ever, you know, but it does look like it's connected with an appearance on there and, and, and that is awful and I hope that that gentleman's family are getting all of the comfort and, and help that they need and it's probably not a fashionable thing to say but I also hope that Jeremy Kyle's all right because um, he must be feeling awful. It seems to be in the last year, in the last few months actually, that... Reality television and this sort of style of confrontational um, uh, taking two people, involving yourself in relationships sort of show is coming a cropper. Yeah, yeah. Well, we've had Love Island. 
Um, uh, and this. There have been casualties of Big Brother. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm kind of guessing Danny Baker's breathing a sigh of relief that he's not the main story anymore, but mm-hmm. what a way. I sent a message to um, his daughter, it was Bonnie, wasn't Bonnie, it, that yeah. we met when we saw the show. She's. I noticed she'd locked her Twitter account. I've met her a couple of times, I think. And I noticed she'd locked her Twitter account, so I sort of did a follow and she accepted it. I just sent her a message just saying, Look, I hope... All of the focus is on your dad, but I just hope that you and your mum and your mm-hmm. everyone else is okay. You know, and there's the, the, I've just been thinking. I've been thinking about you, and I hope that all of you are all right because it must be horrendous for them. And that family are really tight. Yeah, very very close knit. We uh, we I've been to a couple of his shows. Bonnie's been there every time. Yeah, yeah, really nice. They seem like she's, she's, I've only literally met her briefly a couple of times in a, in a back in a dressing room, and um, she's like a really nice young woman. And and the, the whole and I just think it must be horrendous yeah. for them. They know their dad's not a racist. They know that. And they know their husband's not a racist. And they're seeing all of this uh, this, this vitriol. And I'm not down, you know, downplaying what people have got. That, that tweet upset a lot of people. And the tweet in it taken as it was as a racist tweet. You can't, you know, I'm not denying that. But I just thought, and I just saw she'd locked her t- Twitter. And I thought, God, she must be getting so. I mean, I was getting abuse for sending him a hang in there kind yeah. of message and a pop on Twitter. I was getting abuse. So the abuse... She must well, be getting she, because she tweeted something about being, uh, you know, I was, I'm very proud to be my dad's yeah, yeah. daughter and all. You know, yeah. because that's the sort of family yeah. they are. Anyway, I, I hope they're all right. It's, it's a confusing time to be alive and to be human. Oh three, the switchboard's empty, guys. If you want to give us a call, I enjoyed that. Thank you, Pablo. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio. Late night conversation. Wealth losing sleep over the late night alternative. With Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. This person's been calling in all night. It won't be worth it, but let's try. Hello, line one. Ian Lee, what do you think of the show? Yeah. Chris Wilde, how are you? Oh my God, that was uh, me pradeeping Vernon Kay on uh, on um, on television. I, I know it wouldn't be worth it, but thank you very much. Indeed. All night for that. I know. Flipping heck, mate. <laughs> yes, yes, oh yes, 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 yes. oh yes. Mm-hmm. Um, ah, now, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Here was an interesting thing on Twitter. I didn't read it. <laughs> Wasn't that interesting then? I didn't read it, but it's it's it. it Popped up. I looked through like the 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 stories, right? Just if there's anything that people are talking about, and something popped up the day after I don't you leave yourself a headache. The day after I'd made a life decision about this activity. Oh, the question that popped up didn't read the story. Didn't care what other people thought. Didn't care what other people did. I knew what I had decided the day before. The question was: Do you wash your legs in the shower? Oh yeah. Do you? Yeah. Because I shave my legs in the shower. Oh, you dead? Oh, God, no! Where am I supposed to shave them? The bath? Well... On the lavvy? Why are you having a crap? <laughs> my shower is one of those ones where it's in the bath. I haven't got a separate shower. So I get the old shower on, lather them up. All right, all right. What's shave porn- those gams. Porny ASMR <laughs> for, for the truckers. Yeah, so I do. Hang on a minute. Let's... let's um, when, um, uh, let's just try. Hang in a minute. Uh, here we go. Right. Okay. Okay. okay so. This isn't sexy. No, it's not going to be sexy either. Let me talk about shaving my legs. Yeah, hang on. This is for. Here we go. This is. Here we go. Let's just jump forward. It's for extreme. Right. This is. This is for for truckers. The the, the truckers. <laughs> 
here we go. Here we go. <laughs> oh God! Really? This is. <laughs> Wait for you to do it. <laughs> so while I'm in the shower, I'll um, get my little can of uh, shaving foam into the old hand, rub it on the gams, and give my legs a damn good going over. Oh. <laughs> no! <laughs> oh. Because otherwise, I look like a rugby player. There you go. That'll kill it. Oh. <laughs> Stop it! Seriously, oh. I'm a serious, serious oh. woman. <laughs> oh. Stop it! Oh. Also, that sounds like you. Oh. It is. <laughs> oh. It's my new ringtone. <laughs> All right, that'll do. Thanks. Um, oh. Right, oh, the please. description to this, right? Is this ma- is man trapped. This in... is by someone called Heartgasm on YouTube. Flipping out. This is an audio recording I'm made of myself having a non-ejaculatory, full-body orgasms. Oh blimey! The orgasms were induced by using the key sound technique, Google key sound technique, discovered by Jack Johnston. Right, and then it's got text. Let me Jackie read the text. Johnson. Unfortunately, we're going to have to. This oh, is an please, audio. Stop I've got it. to read the text. It's, it plays. Oh. This is an audio recording I made of myself having oh. non-ejaculatory orgasms. The orgasms were induced oh. using the key sound technique oh. discovered by Jack Johnson. MA. please Google that. But I can't, I can't do it fast enough. The sounds in this recording are real and unforced. Stop it! I just want to see what he says. I was lying on a bed, unclothed, with my eyes closed. Here we go. The only stimulation was an occasional soft caress to various parts of my body. This is insane. Each caress created a charging breath, an intake of breath accompanied by a pleasurable shiver, as you can hear here. (laughs) Mr Johnson claims that the key sound technique is equally effective for women. Oh, flipping it. For many years, he has hosted a, a monthly live internet chat session, which is free to those who have purchased his programme. I have no connection with Mr Johnson, other than being a practitioner of his... Ma- I've got no way, familiar with the Johnson. no way of playing this without the audio. In my experience, each of these energy orgasms has its own feeling. Oh One my orgasm travelled from my feet up to my head in a column. Each orgasm causes me to emit a different kind of sound. <laughs> the orgasms happen... Oh, I could have just muted it. Sorry, I could have, could have just muted it. Sorry, guys, you didn't need to do that. What do we know about this fellow? Well, I've got I've got a link here uh, where he wants you to pay so he can tell you about how to use his multiple orgasm trigger. If I had that gift, I would, I would use it for like four or five months until I was a husk, and then I would give it away free to man and womankind. <laughs> I would, I would give it away freely, sir. Oh, my God. Right, OK. Well, I'm, I'm, I've stumbled into a very dark place on the internet. Um, OK. Uh, so far, I've read about Jack Johnson's key sound technique, Dark White's gland stimulation and some PC muscle control methods. Gosh, there's a lot of lonely men on the internet. Yep. Well, yep. Um, and there's a bit here. So it says... Um, 
Okay. This article discusses the key sound multiple orgasm technique. Okay. Newly developed by sex educator Jack Johnson to help men achieve multiple... Oh, God, have I got to read this out? Yes. (laughs) For the truckers. Oh, dear, for the perverts. I'm trying to pan down to get to the meat and two veg of this situation. Okay. He says... This is uh, Mr Jack Johnson. I try to help pe- reacquaint people with the idea that orgasm is an Sorry, energetic event. Sorry, can I just event. say, this is a, an album called Soft, Sexy, Soft Jazz Sexy Instrumental Relaxation Saxophone Collection, right? Track 13, Tears in Heaven? Oh, no, please, that's no, no, not, no, 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 that's no, not for no, that. No, 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 no. Okay, so Johnston's... Johnston, not Johnson. <laughs> program is known as the key sound multiple orgasm training the key sound refers to a particular sound one can make while engaging in some light stimulation during solo or partnered practice sessions practice session that's one way of calling it separate from the act of intercourse he insists that the vibrations brought on by the sound can help unlock the key to multiple orgasms right so you've got to carry on like that by the sounds of it one satisfied client writes It was hard to read because the the words were smudged. (laughs) As the sensations became stronger, my vocal expressions became deeper and louder. I continued until I was so overwhelmed by this feeling, I literally could not move anymore. Pleasantly paralyzed by orgasm with no urge to ejaculate. But while most men believe penile stimulation to be the primary means to which experience orgasm... It's not, it's the butt. Oh, Johnston recommends guys bypass the penis and head for the perineum. Yes, your taint. Oh. During your solo sessions. Okay. Johnston refers to the perineal area as the male G-spot. Part of his training revolves around helping men locate that area of their body. We get it. And then as part of the multiple orgasm trigger, practice to gently massage the perineal area just enough to get a little tingle or a little rush. Johnston calls these sensations echo effects. How does one increase arousal to orgasmic intensity without using lots and lots of stimulation? For men in particular, more and more stimulation tends to trigger the ejaculation reflex. So the idea is, in a sense, how do you learn to sneak up on the orgasm? <laughs> oh. oh, no, stop. I can't concentrate with that noise going on Sorry, in the background. Sorry, I was just trying it. <laughs> Leave your taint alone. Oh. Stop it. <laughs> I love this version of Ain't No Sunshine. So sexy. The sun don't shine. Ain't no sunshine on my taint. <laughs> All right, we got the idea. He's okay. a dirty, he's a dirty so-and-so. Okay. On the official on the official forum, one of Johnston's clients reports. That was good. Oh, as I'm doing my sessions, I'm really getting new sensations each time. Yeah, you tell yourself that. You call it a session and say it's an experiment <laughs> when we all know it's what you'd be doing anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Another writes, tonight I have to do my 20 minutes. Oh, he's good, isn't he, though? He's doing his 20 minutes. <laughs> Does he want a badge? I know what will be written on it. <laughs> And then sort of absent-mindedly continuing. Absent-mindedly continuing. He's putting in the extra work. He doesn't have to. He's doing doing beyond the 20 minutes. He's a bumlet. 
that's lesson two. <laughs> I do believe I had my first full-body non-ejaculatory orgasm. It just sort of came as I was massaging the base of my penis. Yeah, well, it will do. Oh, God. And from out of nowhere, not like it came from within my body, it felt like a heat throughout my body and a sort of giddiness, almost like a light first rush of MDMA. Uh, or so I've read. Oh, jeez. And the crazy thing was, instead of feeling like the orgasm was in me, I felt like I was in the orgasm, like it was surrounding and suffusing my whole body <laughs> like a field of energy. Pretty wild. <laughs> I'm going back in. There's a, there's a tweet here. I don't like it when Kath talks about sex. It's like when Marge Simpson gets frisky. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we get the idea. It's a dirty so-and-so. Well, that, 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 I don't know how to stop this sexy music now. Well, that's his problem as well. <laughs> he's going to do his 20 minutes and then he's going to absentmindedly carry on. Okay. 0344 499 1000. I don't know how to stop it. Um, oh, then. please. There we go. What are the comments? Sounds like someone caught in a bear trap. Um, we're lucky. This only went up on De- December the 19th of last year, so it's not been up long. What? I'm going to put, um, I'm going to comment. Great. Orgasm noises. Sounds like fun. That's a good comment. Do I give it a thumbs up? Yeah, uh, give it a thumbs up. Well, put your thumbs up if you want. Oh! Absent-mindedly. <laughs> yes, what do you want? Ian worried fans when he took to Twitter to tell them he suffered a bizarre accident and toppled into a deep well. Okay, we get the idea. You can find things on, on the internet. Me too. What do you think I do the whole time? I find things on the internet. That's what I do. Oh. Um, that was IRL. We've only got... Bell. <laughs> we've only got a minute and, a, and 40 seconds until the news. There's not time to start anything new. I'm suddenly very tired. My arms are very stiff, and I think this is from my dabbing. Um, okay. Uh, I think it's, sorry, what? My dabbing. I've been doing Keysonics. <laughs> Don't start that. You again. wait till tomorrow. You had your first session at the gym. I you did. wait till tomorrow when you come ho- hobbling in like Grandma Wilkins. Who's that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. She's a very old lady who walks with bandy legs. But she's ripped. There we go. That's it. Chris, stay there. We're going to come to your first call after the news. Um, this isn't bad for a Monday night. I think it'll do. This ain't bad. It's a little bit mucky, and that's the way. We'll clean it up for the the last hour. There's clean no up guarantee the mess of that. that we made. Um, yeah, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the um, telephone number. Do you clean your legs in the shower? Because I didn't until the day before I read this thing on Twitter. Apparently, all the soap washes downwards anyway. You don't no, need to. No, it doesn't. Oh, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. I've got shorter legs than you. Well, maybe yeah, but I've started washing my legs. Well done. Shower. Thank you very How much. How you feeling like that? Now? But I think it's a conspiracy by Radox. <laughs> to use up more of Ray their... Dogs. Yeah, I couldn't think of the one I used. Palm, palm olive. That's why I use palm olive. So, um, palm olive. So, I couldn't... Uh, just run out of stuff. I'm just saying filler. Listen, go, let's go to the ads. Shh. I'm going for a PP. Excellent. You, Amy, let's just go to the ads early. I need a wee. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
Well, why didn't you just say that's her boy? I said it's her and Mark Boland's son. Yeah, you said it's you. You pointed to a picture of Gloria Jones yeah. and 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 a young man. Yeah. And you went, that's her and Mark Boland's no, son. No, her and no. You yeah, said that's no. her and Mark. Bo- I know I who she is. Okay. I know who she is. I know. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying that's their oh, son. Well, I know more than you. Oh my god. I All know right. better. All right. What do you want? A badge. Yes, please. Okay. Here it is. I can you, give you two. Th- those aren't badges. Those are your middle fingers mm-hmm. raised in an aggressive manner. Mm-hmm. Let's go to Chris before it gets physical. Good evening, Chris. Hello, Ian. Hello, Carl. Hello, Chris. All right. We're two and a half weeks sober today. Yes, hey! mate! How are you finding it? Ah, oh, I'm getting cravings. Yeah, of course you are. But that's all right. They'll pass. Yeah. They'll pass. What are They'll you doing pass. to get through the cravings? Uh, just taking it minute by minute. There you go. That's it. That's all you got to do. So you take it day by day, and if that don't work, you break it down to hour by hour, and if that doesn't work, minute by minute. If that doesn't work, second by second, and then you find suddenly another day's gone, and you got all you got to do is get your head on the pillow. Yeah, I'll see a lot of addictions, but I'm finding alcohol the hardest one to deal with. Yeah, it's a tough one, man. It's a tough one, and also because um, it's everywhere. You know, like, like drugs and stuff. You, you kind of got to look no, for I can it. See outside my flat. There's what. A, fl- a shop outside my flat. Oh, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. mate. Um, well, listen, two and a half weeks is an amazing, amazing achievement. You should be very proud of yourself. Thank you. No, well, no, no, uh, thank yourself, man. You, you, you're giving yeah. yourself another chance at, well, a chance at life. Yeah. All right, Chris. Um, what are you doing tomorrow? How are you going to stay clean tomorrow? Uh, well, actually, I live in a mental health hostel, so... Oh, there you go. I'm... Uh... Just staying in, staying in. All right, man. Well, listen. Thanks for sharing that, Chris. That, that will be um, really helpful to a lot of people, and I, and I wish you the very best of luck. You got this, man. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Chris. What a nice guy. What a nice guy. Well done. What a nice guy. I liked him a lot. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Oh, let me find. Let me find the clip. Oh, I, I, I heard such an amazing thing. It's a. It was quite a big story. You. you um, 
Yeah. Right. The, isn't this incredible? It's lovely. So this is a Mozart concert in Boston, I think it is. Uh, Boston, playing Mozart, right? You've got to listen really, really carefully. Because it's the end of the concert. You've got to listen really carefully to something. You hear something in the background. It's incredible. I think it's so beautiful. Listen. You're a kid, say wow, because he's never heard anything, or maybe he has, but he found it so beautiful, so powerful. Wow, listen to it again, and I'll let it play on a bit because it's—I just think it's incredible. Martin is the kid's name. He was, he's nine years old. Um, he was um, at the concert with his granddad. Wow. Okay, I didn't realise this. This is on YouTube, so I'm struggling to read it a little bit. I, you're going to hear a bit again. because Let me read this. This is relevant. I was wondering, is that bit relevant? Oh, and then the next bit makes it relevant. So listen, I'm going to read this up. Ronan Martin, nine-year-old, at the concert with his grandpa... He t- who the grandpa told the, this news station, the boy is on the autism spectrum and mostly non-verbal. Oh. And his granddad says, I can count on one hand the number of times he's spontaneously ever come out with some expression of how he's feeling. Oh, it makes it even more magical. I didn't realise that. I just thought it was a beautiful moment of purity, which it is, but it's an even finer point of purity. You can feel the pinprick. Oh, that's incredible. I was recorded for a radio station. Oh, isn't that beautiful? They got, got treasure. Isn't that beautiful? He doesn't speak out very often. and he, I think it's so cool. And I, I, I didn't know that part of the story. I knew it was a nine-year-old kid and I knew they'd found him. And I didn't read that part of the story. I just thought it was such a wonderful, genuine expression of joy. And I just tweeted, we should all be more like this kid. And we should, man. If we see... Or hear some. This is why I've got no qualms. About, I'm always the first one to applaud in the theatre or when I've seen a show or something. Or applaud if a part of the show and it's appropriate is good. I'm the one to get the applause going because I have no problem with showing, uh, you know, it, it, an appreciation for something that is happening. As long as it's appropriate and it's not, you know, that's going to put people off and stuff. But you've been out with me at the theatre. Yeah. I get all kind of giddy and I yeah. start making all noises and stuff. Yeah. And you know I love it. know if it's a good it. one if he gets the, the loud whistle The out. whistle comes out. <laughs> and I love it. And I just think if you're seeing something that is live or even not, some of the most... Um, I've been in cinemas and I'm trying to think what films. Actually, I can remember one. Where there's been applause at the end of a film. And I'm trying to remember, the only one I can remember, and this is a slightly different circumstance, was me and my brother-in-law were in New York and we went to a midnight screening of um, one of the films about 9-11. I think it was called Flight 38. It's the one about the one where the plane was grounded. And, um, And was there applause? There was definitely silence at the end. And then there was there were a couple of people sobbing. Because this was in New York. Yeah. Maybe there wasn't applause. I couldn't remember, actually. I'd have to ask Ivan. Remember the silence and the sobbing. 
Um, but a couple of times I've been in the cinema and there's been applause because something is just so good and it's so great and I love it. Um, my dad took us to a couple of classical concerts and we used to poo-poo it and it was like dad's playing his headache music again. Yeah. There was like a series of tapes you could get with a magazine and my dad got really into them. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, do you remember yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. And he would play them all the time. And he took me and my sister to see the Halley Orchestra. So we were little, you know, I've been less than 10. We were still in Manchester. And... It was incredible. It was like the Halley Orchestra, it was doing the pops. So it was playing Star Wars, yeah. you know, on all these kind of big themes um, that you would be familiar with, E.T. and all that sort of stuff. And what you don't get from a recording of an orchestra is the fact that when you're in the big concert hall like that, the air shimmers. Well, you can feel it. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. And you can feel the, the wave, the vibrations of, yeah, yeah. Uh, of the music. And it's not... I, I, I'm, I'm guessing it is kind of amplified now, but it just feels so pure. And I just remember being really, really impressed by that. My eldest said something. He remembered something. And I think he must have been four when I took him, maybe five. And he's nine now. And he said, do you remember, Dad, we went to a concert and afterwards I was allowed to play a trombone. I was like, whoa. How did you remember that? He was four or five. And it was. It was a concert at the Royal Festival Hall. It was one of the orchestras. I don't know which. And it was a concert for kids, yeah. primarily. But it was a full orchestra. And we got up. I remember we got up at the end and we had a little boogie in the on, on the stairs. And the kids loved it. And afterwards, yeah, you could go out into the foyer and there were different clusters of instruments and the kids could have a go. And the boys got to have a go on a trombone. And it was amazing. And they loved it. And the fact that four or five years later... I don't even know why we were talking about it. I don't even know where it came from. He just suddenly spontaneously said, do you remember when we did that? I was like, wow. Yeah. And it had such an impact on him. The youngest didn't remember it because he was two, maybe three at the time. But um, it was probably three and five, I guess. But th th it had such an impact, this this concert, and the fact that he then got to hold and, and have a go at blowing. And he did. He had a bloody good go at it. He couldn't do it, but he had a go at it and loved it. Yeah. Loved it. It's a shame, isn't it? In schools, it doesn't seem like it's as um, easy to pick up an instrument as it used to be when we were kids. We were always being offered different things to play. Uh, budgets, isn't it? We, the, yeah. My boys have piano lessons, but it's private. Well, you know my friend Valerie, who's a wonderful oh, um, concert guitarist, incredible and she was a sort of child musician. prodigy. This is the person who I said, oh, when did you start playing the guitar? And she went, what, seriously, not fooling around? I said, yeah. She said, three? Mm. I mean, that's... She was a professional she's... musician by the time she was like seven or eight. Yeah, pretty amazing. Um, she's incredible. And she also teaches music. And she, you know, it's her eternal frustration that it's just seen as kind of an extra, a frippery, a thing for posh kids. Because mm. she thinks, you know, that's been the core of her life. Yeah. It is. Well, the arts, the arts don't get taught in schools as much as they did, you know. Even when, when I was at school, I was also, I was, the only thing I enjoyed was drama. And I chose it for my GCSEs. I remember rocking up to school on the first day of whatever year it is you do GCSEs, fourth year, I think you start. And they said, right, everybody who's chosen drama, we've dropped it. And you have, you've got to choose new subjects today. It's like, what? And from that point on, I just didn't give a shit about school. I was like, all right. It felt like a, a personal attack on me. And it was because the budgets and because, even then, even in the 80s, it was budgets and we'll educate people in stuff that will get them real jobs. And yet you go to the school that I went to now, that it got a head teacher who was one of these modern heads who is basically a great businessman and he knows which um, grants to apply for and stuff. They've got this state-of-the-art theatre. Mm. Um, you know, it's like a proper 
wonderful theatre and it just wasn't you'd get the old stage with the box that you could get <laughs> hide inside you know and all the gym equipment would be piled yeah. up there when we were kids and now you know some schools have, have really appreciated that it's a you know it, it's a skill it's a skill oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand this is the late night alternative with ian lee and Catherine boyle on talk radio the late night alternative with ian lee on talk radio we'll get you talking Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call you're very very welcome to the switchboards are empty now but we've had a busy couple of hours We've had a busy couple of hours. It doesn't matter if it gets um, it gets quiet. These things happen. It's, it's what it's all about. It's Monday night. Bo- Boylie, what have you got for us? Um, okay, here we go. Oh, we might as well stay with the theme. Oh. Exorcist called to chase demons from satanic statue with glaringly erect penis. Ay, 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 ay. Um, the statue's been made well by well-known painter and sculptor Luigi Ottani, who's One of 76. my favourite sculptors. His latest creation of the fawn has created such debate. It was in- unveiled a month ago in the village of Vergato near Bologna. Do, do I do, I do the joke? Italy. Do I do the joke? Go on. It's created a mass debate. Oh, yeah. A mass debate? Mm-hmm. Well, no, it sparked outrage. Okay, but you said there was a debate. Well, it's it, there's a mass debate now. Mm-hmm. Now? From... Political groups and Christians who have branded it satanic. Depicting a fawn, the statue shows a creature with horns and an erect penis carrying horns a boy a with butter- butterfly wings. But must have a mass debate about it, apparently, yeah. over there. Pilon says it's an imposing statue of Did a devil. Did you say carrying a boy? Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. No, we'll have none no. of that. Cancelled, cancelled. This guy's, this is satanic. This is, that's the, the masturbate is closed down. No, that's that's out of order. Dirty. Yeah. Good boy. Local MP Simone Pilon from the Northern League described the statue as Satan personified, added that it needs to be covered in concrete. Pilon said it's an imposing statue of a devil with huge horns and a glaringly erect penis. Glaringly. Oh, well, uh, yeah. Carrying on his back a boy with butterfly wings, it should be buried in a stream of cement. Police were investigating after the statue was smeared with excrement a oh, day after the exorcism oh, of the statue. God. Where is this place? Near Bologna. They are all... It's not near Rome, is it? Is it? Because <laughs> I'm cancelling it. I've been to Bologna, but I don't know. First of all, I'm going to take my faeces in a bucket. <laughs> Everyone there is perverted. The guy's made a dirty Peter Philip statue. Then people are smearing poo on it. This is outrageous. <laughs> oh, my God. Let me check. What a terrible, <laughs> terrible, terrible place. Terrible world we live in. Where is Rome in... No, it's not. Rome's in Italy, Catherine. No, no. That much in, I know. No, I'm saying in, in relation to this. No, it's miles away. Good. It's, it's closer to Maybe San Marino and Florence. No. Pizza. Horrible place. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, mm-hmm. Do you want more? suppose so yeah well i don't know how he, i don't know how this story can get any worse but i've got a feeling it might police are investigating after the statue was smeared smeared mind oh that's that with excrement smeared or daubed smeared okay see daubed suggests like a brush or something smeared his hands isn't it yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah dirty yeah. gets no, if, they, if, they, if they're that outraged by it, i can understand that local media identified the exorcist who was called out as davide fabri who said that, they, that he'd You don't been... want an exorcist, you want a stonemason to chop it off. Hang on, this guy... Well, let's put a hat over <laughs> this it. This does get worse. Oh, God. Davide Fabri, who they said had been convicted for printing and distributing Mussolini's pictures. Oh. The village's priest, Don Silvano Mussolini Manzoni... Mussolini was a bad guy, right? Yeah. OK. 
The village's priest Don Silvano Manzoni said that while somewhat frightening, to say the statue was demonic was an exaggeration. Yep. Local paper Il Giornale also reported that on social journal, media... for those who don't speak Italian, I do. The journal. I think it means the daily, actually. No, it doesn't actually. It means Il Giornale means the journal. Well, giorno is Italian for day. Journal. Journal is Italian for day. For journal. <laughs> but yeah. journal also comes from day. No, it doesn't. It comes... Jour. No, it doesn't yes, come from it does. journal. It, I'm afraid it doesn't. Journal is a thing that you write in. A day Every is day. 24 hours. Oh, my God. You're thinking of diary. Jeez, I'm so sorry, listeners. We're trying to educate you here, but unfortunately... Well, diario is also about days. Yeah, diario, diary. Yes, yeah. correct. This is in They're journal. The, Jun- the journal. The ju- yeah, the journal. Also reported that on social media, the fountain was deemed as symbolic of paedophilia. The €150,000 cost of the statue included €55,000 from public funds, with the rest raised by donations from locals. Flipping heck, did they know what it was going to look like? I'd say hurry up and read this story quickly, just because Nigel's phoning in. It's meant to symbolise the Apennines and the nearby River Rhine, which runs through the valley of the flowing water onto the Triton figure, representing the surrounding local mountain, Monte Pero. Don't read it that fast. The attackers who smeared it with excrement left a message. I mean, I think the message was loud and clear. Call it a message, don't they, sometimes? Saying it was a protest against your degenerate art and your damned souls. And the note was signed by the soldiers of Christ who wished to show their opposition. I don't think Jesus would approve of that kind no, of thing. No, I don't, I don't remember. I remember him casting out the moneylenders. I don't remember Turning him the smearing cheek. them with shit. Oh, OK. Yeah, so you've done that. It's clever. The mayor, Maybe. Massimo Nudi. Is he? <laughs> Put some clothes on. That means big naked. <laughs> Maximum said the authorities are investigating and that this whole campaign against the statue is probably political in nature because uh, European elections are getting closer. Wow, I mean, that's a, le- that's a leap, isn't it? Well, I mean, uh, I, 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 it's not a protest I'll be making in the run-up. Um, <laughs> let's go to um, someone who knows a thing or two about um, smearing faecal matter everywhere. It's uh, No, actually, he's probably calling in about the previous thing we were talking about. It's Rhythmic Paul. Yay! There you are. Hello. <laughs> the voice of reason. <laughs> How you doing, well, mate? You're right. Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Uh, no, yeah, your your classical music talk piqued my interest. For those who don't know, Paul plays in an orchestra, and we tease him about it. He's the one bashing away at the back. Uh, steady yeah. on. Uh, but Paul, Paul actually, Paul is a musician who's travelled the world and plays in an orchestra, and is and is brilliant. Um, uh, that's a, that's a great story, huh? That kid. Oh, wonderful, absolutely. But I mean, and that, I kind of. From a slightly different angle, that is why I do what I do. I thought you were going to say, from a slightly different angle, stuff like that, we frown upon, and we would have kicked him out. (laughs) We don't encourage heckling during our concerts. (laughs) No, go on, sorry. Well, no, I mean, I I see the the magic that music can bring, you know, especially live performance can bring. I see it every day, every day. How aware are you of the audience? Because there is nothing... I had the great pleasure of standing and introducing, standing in front of... I can never remember it was. It, I think it was the. It was. It was one of the Philharmonics. I think it may have London been. The, I think it was London. Uh, they were playing yeah. like video game music. But, but what I didn't get to hear a lot of the concert because every time I spoke, I would then go off behind these really thick soundproof doors. But just standing that close to them was yeah. incredible. But don't you remember when you were a kid, you played in an orchestra? I did, right? On the yeah. very rare occasions where it gelled, yeah. it is magic. You oh, feel yeah, part yeah. of something massive. But the, but you're right. The the, the 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 sound of an orchestra. Yeah. Is Flipping huge, yeah. man. It's like, but how aware of the audience are you? Or are you all kind of one... Are you as, as one on the stage? It, it depends. I mean, you know, 
sometimes, particularly with what I do, you have lots of bars of rest and you're just kind of sat or stood there. Um, and the mind can wander, especially if you're a bit tired. You know, you have to, have to concentrate to stay awake. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but, um, it, you know, some people play with their phones. No, <gasps> no. Yeah. No. Not all the time. Not all the time. I, but, you know, oh, come on, you've seen opinion, that in theatres. Oh, I saw you meant in the orchestra. You mean no, 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 in the audience? No. I'm so no, sorry. No, no, I thought, oh God, no, that'd be awful. Oh, in the in the audience? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet I bet they do scumbags. Yeah, I mean, my worst experience in recent times was uh, we toured China into this year uh, from the end of last year, and uh, <laughs> um, the first piece we brought a piper with us, and um, so he played the opening theme of this. Um, piece that we play, we uh, started to perform directly after he'd finished, and about ten seconds in to our performance, we heard someone in the audience had obviously recorded this piper on their phone, and uh, <laughs> they started to play it back. No, oh, come to make on. Sure. <laughs> it was they were bootlegging him and then letting him know they'd been bootlegged. Exactly, exactly. That was that was quite a special moment. My favourite, can I just play you, please? You've probably heard this before. This is my favourite, this is a slightly different orchestra. This is my favourite bit of, it's Indian classical music, but this is my favourite bit of Indian classical music. Thank you. If we appreciate the tuning so much, I hope you'll enjoy the playing more. Yeah, that's that's Ravi Shankar <laughs> at Madison Square Garden, and the yeah. audience applauds the tuning because they the haven't tuning. got a clue what they. I don't know what it is. Good for them. They were responding. Yeah, it was a pure response to that. Good for them. Um, it is. Um, here's the thing, ma'am. If you're going to see something, particularly if it's with real people doing it there in front of you. Switch your phone off, man. Switch your phone. Yeah. I will. I when I take the boys to concerts, I will. I will do a couple of like shots of us with the band behind us, and if it's like my if it's like a, a song that means something, I might sort of film a bit of that song. But otherwise, the phone stays in the pocket, and uh, we are in, we are there for the moment. We certainly never get a phone out and get and start doing texts and Facebook oh, and no. stuff when, when there's people play. There's people who've taken the time to travel halfway around the world and and play songs for me for two hours. Not a chance. Give them some respect. I do think culturally it's different depending on where you are, though. Yeah. Just, you know, people's relationship with this handheld technology. But um, I also think that um, were music education to be more, uh, well, uh, freely available, and I use the word freely intentionally, um, I think a lot of the problems we're enjoying in society with, you know, uh, increased in gang violence and all this kind of stuff would not be half as prevalent. Because I think that artistic expression for the soul, I think it's it's a very powerful thing. It gives purpose where there otherwise would not be. Um, and I don't just mean music, but you know, art in general, mm. of whatever sort. I think I think it's I, I think that you know, if governments were to invest more heavily in it, I think it would pay dividends that are currently untold and unquantifiable. 
I, I really think, do. I think you're. I think you're right. Also, it, to a certain extent, it, it is financially quantifiable. I, what did I read the other day? That the 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 arts in Britain, and I don't know the figure, so it's almost a pointless example. But the arts in Britain brings in more money than something else that you would think bring in more money. I can't be any more specific in that, so that makes it kind of useful, useless. So, so, so you can quantify it financially, but you're right. In terms of... of um, you see kids, right? You see kids, five, six, seven, eight, up until about five, six, seven, eight, before they kind of get embarrassment and shame and things like that, and you play music to them, they'll get up and have a boogie. They'll get up and have a dance, and then something changes where they get embarrassed and stuff like that. But there is this pure... Um, expression of of joy to music, and you know it shouldn't be forced on kids to, to to play an instrument or to write or to paint or to you know whatever it is they choose to do or to act or or, or, or anything like that. But if there is an inclination there, it should be encouraged. And it's not, man. And I think it's um, I think it's heartbreaking. I closed down. You've just got to hope you've got the right parents who will encourage yeah. you. At the age of 14, when that school pulled away the, the, the drama from the GCSEs, I shut down. And from that moment on, I mean, it wasn't particularly great before then, but from that moment on, I gave up because I thought that's the one thing, that's the one thing that was the, the 45 minutes each week that gave me pleasure, made sitting through maths and geography and all of that worthwhile. And they're denying me that? Ah, so do you. And I could yeah. see my future then was working in a, a factory. No disrespect to people who work in factories, but that would have killed me doing yeah. it. So um, what you do, I think you what you, you people do, you people, you, you, in orchestras, <laughs> you people, orchestras, is you make magic. Every night that you're on stage, you are, you are casting an incantation and it creates magic in that room that will never be captured again, that will never be the same again and is, is unique for that 90 minutes that you're on stage. Paul, when did you get serious about music? Uh, well, I was at a specialist music school from the age of nine. There you go. So uh, things were happening for me before that. My my ability was actually initially as a singer, um, little boy treble, and so I can't remember. I was I was singing solos in front of I remember yeah royalty, the Duchess of Kent. Yeah. I've sung for her several times before. Which one is she? Is she she's not Fergie. No, it, no she's no, the old no. one. And old. it's not Princess Michael, is it? It's the other one. Princess Margaret. No. no. Who's the Duchess uh, of Kent? I think it's Princess Michael of Kent, I think, yeah. 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 Is she the... Her. No, she's princess. She's princess. She's not the Duchess of Kent. It's different, isn't she? Let me just look her up. Oh, I can oh, see indeed, her face. Yes. No, forgive me. Yeah. No, Princess Michael. It was Princess Michael, was Michael it? Because the other one yeah. is Catherine, Duchess of Kent. Right. Not her. Right. <laughs> I always thought Princess Michael was super glamorous when I was growing up. Never quite yeah. understood the relation to the rest of the royal family, but um, no, there you I go. Quite and why she was called Michael. But, you know. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's really interesting. So uh, it was picked up when you were tiny, really, that you had some sort yeah. of musical ability. And again, it's I that think... thing of having the right parents who recognise it and encourage it. Yeah, but I think the right uh, system of education yeah. can identify it very early. Uh, during my time in Malaysia, we were we started what was planned to be a six-year curriculum, um, and we were going out into schools working with very very young children, just playing some basic musical games for you know a couple of hours a week, um, and you can spot it in four, five, and six-year-olds. Right. You really can if you know what you're looking for. And they shine. They shine out like beacons of light. And they're born with that. You, can't, you can't. You can probably teach someone I, to be competent, but you can't teach them to be as musical as that. Yeah, but and if you you identify at that age and you nurture, I mean, it's fun for everyone. 
but you know you spot the talent and you can steer them in the direction of a musical instrument or singing or whatever i think again it nourishes society in in ways which you're not going to find out if you're cutting left right and center i think you're right it's always a pleasure to talk to you and get your wisdom stay listening because after um, we're going to play an advert for one of my colleagues and then when we come back we're going to have a real musician on we're going to have nigel from maidstone Wonderful. He thank plays you. the drums. He plays, he plays the drums bloody well as well. Nigel, say that. Thank you, Paul. 0344 499 1000. This is Talk Radio. The Wild Man of Late Night Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. 0344 499 1000. Suddenly, it's half past midnight. Who'd have thunk it? This show has, uh, has flown by for a Monday. Busy week this week. Very busy week. Tomorrow I've got the doctors, then we've got to come in for a meeting about yeah. moving to the new building. Mm-hmm. 4.30, I'm going to be here. Wednesday, oh, Wednesday, I'm having a coffee with Tony Slattery, which I'm very, very excited about. Wednesday, I'm going to the gym for the first time Where, with my gym yes. buddy, my dad. Yes. I, I think I prefer my experience than uh, yours. <laughs> but we'll play Slattery, Tony Slattery out either Wednesday or Thursday. We'll mm-hmm. see if we can get it ready in time for Wednesday, maybe. Uh, Thursday, not for the show, just having lunch with Kelsey Grammer. It's just one of these things that you do, you know, these things happen. And then Friday, I'm going to watch my eldest son play cricket, which is uh, a lot of fun. I really enjoy that. And then Saturday, we're off to Manchester. Oh, flip. Yes. Two tickets left for Saturday, because I released a couple of more tickets. Two tickets left for Saturday. Um... And about 15 tickets left for Sunday. We had a little rush on Sunday tickets. Oh. So uh, the sh- Saturday show, I think, is about eight. Don't quote me on that. The Sunday show is a bit earlier. It's at six until until eight. Um, and as always, we stick around afterwards. We do pictures and say... We're not going to stick around too long on the Sunday because we've got to drive back down. But we'll, we'll shake hands. We'll, we'll do pictures and stuff like that. So that's next Saturday, this Saturday, and this Sunday, um, ianlee.com slash event and it's at Affleck's Palace it's at the three minute theatre in Affleck's Palace and I've got to say there's only 25 tickets left for the the London gig on the 23rd of June gosh and there's only a hundred and thirty four tickets left for the show on the 6th of July in Dorset and I really do endorse it you should come it's in Dorset and I endorse it there's a hundred 34 tickets left. Well. It's a lunchtime show, one forty-five, And we, we've hardly sold any for Belfast, so we, unless there's a huge rush in the next two weeks, we're cancelling Belfast. Because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, as much as we'd love to go, yeah, on my Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. It's Nigel. Oh, hi, guys. All right. Hey, hey. Nigel. How's it going? Hi, guys. I, I know you might laugh at this, but uh, but something I was talking about a while ago, Miley Cyrus talking on Skype. You know, you couldn't find it, could you? That time. No. You okay. It, 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 it didn't exist. You said. No, I said it didn't. It, I said it didn't. You weren't talking to Miley Cyrus. Well, I wasn't talking. It wasn't there at all. I couldn't get find anything at all at the time. But I, if you if you Google yes. Miley Cyrus on Google Hangout Live. She, you'll, you'll find that she's been talking to people on Skype. Miley Cyrus. Uh, you can see it. You can you can see it on YouTube where there's recordings of her talking to different various um, fans from on Skype. Six and years also, ago, yeah. Uh, uh, this was 
So recent, uh, yesterday I got a reply from some um, from Miley Cyrus on private on one of her other things, which she, she accepted my friend's Nigel, request. it's not Miley Cyrus. But she wants to talk to me on Gmail, which is the other thing apart it's, from email, it's Gmail. Not, she doesn't, Nigel. Um, I know you're not going to listen to me. I know you're not going to hear me. I don't know who it is. But it's not Miley Cyrus. It's someone no, trying to scam somebody, you. It's somebody to do with her, then, It's maybe. not. It's not. It's not. It's There are oh. some wicked, wicked people out there, and I hate to be the one to break the news to you. Yes, but found... Hello? Nigel? No. We can't we can't hear you, Nigel. Go back to wherever you, you were. If you go to Google and Google Miley Cyrus on Google no, Hangout, I'm not, live, yeah, okay. Well, she may have done it in the past. You are not talking to Miley Cyrus. There are some wicked people out there who like to. For, you can't. She has spoken to people on Skype. She might well. It, it, she might well have. Nigel, you know, Nigel, she it might. Doesn't matter, but. Well, it doesn't matter to okay. me. But I, I just I found the proof on there. You know. Okay. Well, she might well have done it in the past. I can guarantee mm. you, one hundred percent. You are not talking to Miley Cyrus. If she asks you for money, or no, if she... no, just please, I've... Nigel, go and stand somewhere we can hear you, please, because you, your phone's yeah. breaking up. Uh, I've been busy earlier making videos for YouTube, some comedy ones. I did Ken Dodd this time, a funny Ken Dodd one. Okay. Uh, some funny videos that turned out okay, actually, better than I thought. Oh, good but for you. There you go. No, being, like being creative, we like that. Yes. And the, what I didn't finish off last night, the other night, Friday night, was my tribute to Freddie Starr. Oh, yeah. And I wanted to do the song that I did with him live on the radio on the James Whale show um, about, I think, six years ago. Let's have it. Let's have yeah, it. It's the wonder of you. It's the wonder of you. But this is ded dedicated to, um, uh, to, to Freddie Starr. Okay. Okay. So a bit, just a short rendition. Rendition, you muppet. Rendition. I said, Rainbow George, he hasn't sent you the words yet for that song, has he? We're not getting involved in that. You're on your own. Oh, oh well, he, knows, he knows my address, does he? Uh, no, we're not getting involved in that. You'll have to okay. find him on Facebook or wh whatever. We're not getting involved. Oh, I found him on Facebook. Well, I'll have to write to him then. Yeah, write to him. If you found mm. him on Facebook, then I would suggest you write to him, yeah. Hmm. Mm. Well, he likes to talk about things like that. Well, he? He, likes, he likes to talk about something. Well, Let's have the song. <laughs> Right, concentrate, focus. I'm focus! Like focus. Yeah. focus! Focus! Here we go then. Focus, focus, by Hocus. No. My tribute to, to Freddie Starr. Please hurry up, because I feel like I'm going to die before we okay. get to the end of this song. Here we go. When no one else can understand me When everything I do is wrong You give me love and constellation Constellation? You give me strength to carry on And you're always there to lend a hand in everything I do. That's the wonder, the wonder of you. And when you smile, the world is brighter. I kiss your lips and you are mine. Your love to me is worth a fortune. Your love to me is everything. And you're always there to lend a hand in everything I do. That's the wonder, the wonder of you. Thanks. There you go. Well, the kid loved it. Yeah. That was Did great, you Nigel. You get, we got all of that. That's powerful. Yeah, but I, I didn't want it to shout too loud. No. I've got quite a powerful voice. 
Well, ain't no one else. No, nope, we've done it. No, we've done it. We don't need. We don't need to do it again. You little well, sausage. No, one else. no, we've done it. We don't need to do it again. Sausage. No, no, I was joking. Yeah, I know. Okay. So, so was That's I. A good one. So was I. We were both joking. Yeah, it's All quite right. a difficult song to sing. Actually, Piece of cake. All right, Nigel. Thanks for calling. Cheers, Ian. Tutty bye. bye. Tutty bye. Uh, it's one of the easiest songs in the world to sing. Okay. When <laughs> no one, when no one else can, I, 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 I hate that song. If I'm completely honest, I hate it. It's, it's he's showboating in he's that. He's showing off, isn't he? He's yeah. showing off. Elvis Presley, the king of rock and roll, showing off his karate moves. Somebody saying I was wired up on junk, and <laughs> I find out who that was. I'm gonna punch that guy in the throat. <laughs> This is Top Radio. <laughs> the Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Unfiltered Night Talk with the original king of unconventional conversation on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. In my case, they make it up. When I hear rumors flying around, I got sick in the hospital. Well, I was, you know, in this day and time, you can't even get sick. You are strung out. Oh, by God, I'll tell you something, friend. I have never been strung out in my life, except on music. When I got sick here in the hotel, I got sick here that one night, I had 102 temperature, they wouldn't let me perform. From three different sources I heard, I was strung out on heroin. I swear to God, hotel employees, Jack, bellboys, freaks that carry your luggage up to the room, people working around, you know, talking, Maids, and I was sick. I was, you know, I was getting had a doctor, had the flu, and I got over one day. Was I? But all across this town, I was strung out. So I told him earlier, and don't you get offended, ladies and gentlemen. I'm talking to somebody else. If I find or hear the individual that has said that about me, I'm going to break your goddamn neck, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Escalated. It doesn't sound like drug fueled paranoia to me. I was strong. Also, the freaks that carry your bags. <laughs> Those guys you carry are, your own bloody bags. <laughs> <laughs> or you'll find something freaky in it. They're, they're too heavy. They're full of full of heroin. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's great to have you back on board, Mo. You're right, Ian. I'm great, Mo. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Ian, I was wondering, is Jeremy Carlson on Talk Radio? Do you know what? I was wondering the same thing. I've not heard him for ages. I want. I, I wondered. Um, I've not heard him for ages, so I don't know. It's weird that you don't know because I thought like. Well, it's not weird. I don't. Well, no, it's, it's not weird. I don't know because I don't really monitor what what other colleagues are, are, are doing on the station. So it's not that weird, actually, Mo. No, <laughs> is it really? When you, you think about it, it's not. Well, it's not really. He, he did a Saturday show. I do a late night weekend show. Uh, the uh, late night weekday show. The weekends I'm busy doing other stuff. So it's not that weird, uh, Mo. Do you know what, what all of your? Do you, do you, Mo? Do you work? Um, not at the moment. Oh, well, then you wouldn't know what it's like to work in a place and not be completely aware of what all of your colleagues are doing. Tell you what, when you've had a job job for a couple of years and then you've realised that what you're saying is complete and utter hogwash, then you can give me a call back and apologise. Is that all right, Mo? It's different. Nice one, man. Thanks for your call. Or not. 0344-499-1000. He's not been in for a while, so I don't know. I was thinking the exact same thing. I don't know. But thank you, Mo. Catherine, what have you got for us? Oh, so many things. That means nothing? No, I have got things. That means absolutely nothing. I've got so many things. All right. uh, Okay. I've chosen this at random 
from my list of things. Okay, well, stop, stop Mom, filling and get get right, grilling. Woman agrees to water mum's garden, then gets hilarious set of instructions. Uh-oh. A mum has been branded a professional troll after sending her daughter a hilarious set of instructions for watering okay. plants. He stop singing the word instructions. Hilarious set of instructions. Please don't do that. That's really annoying. When preparing for a holiday, there are lots of things that must be considered. Blah, blah, blah. Right. One woman from Southampton... Are you committed to, to this story or not? Well, it's this This is a throwaway line at the top. Just get to it. I, I don't need the scenario. We all know well, what it's like when your mum asks you to on. water her plants. Hang on. This whole five minutes has been... A, it, it, just You just get to it. All right, I'll read it. I'll read the whole thing. Just do something. If that's what you want. That's what you're going to get. We need to do something. Okay. When preparing for a holiday, Jesus. there are lots of things that must be considered, from checking the passports to packing enough sun cream. See? Throwaway. Might as well not get bothered with that. That comment was a throwaway. But one woman from it Southampton is. seems to have something very different of, on her mind ahead of a big trip. Her plants. Yep, you read that right. That's not unusual. My mum's obsessed with plants. Stop talking! Grace Burton. Bloody hell. Shut up! You shut up! Shh. You're getting right on my nerves. Just read the story! If you'll it's stop talking, quarter to one, we should be winding the vibe. Grace down. Burton has revealed that her mother is so concerned about her beloved garden, she's gone as far as to create a very unique set of instructions for watering plants in her absence. And it's fair to say the whole thing is pretty hilarious. <laughs> in a post on Twitter, Grace gave her followers a look at the bizarre email she received from her mum containing watering instructions in the form of a flow chart. Alongside this, she wrote, Agree to water my mum's garden while she's on holiday, and she's just gone and emailed me an entire standard operating procedure. There's a flowchart. I can't. Her mum, in a very businesslike manner, thanks Grace for her willing cooperation before delving into everything. I'm not even listening, actually. It just dawned on me. Just dawned on me. I'm not even listening. And I don't think a lot of the listenership are. That's right, I said listenership. Because you were so disrespectful to this story... To the listeners, and more importantly to me, steps, such again. as entering the garden oh, and picking up the hose pipe, she instructs her daughter to ignore pipe. Ian Lee. He knows absolutely nothing of what Here he's talking go. about. She's, that's not in the story. I guarantee you that is not in the story. She's just said t- t- that to be rude. And if she turns the radio on, the plants will die. Oh, here we go. Catherine's doing it. Catherine's freestyle. Look out, look out, Tony Slattery. Look out, John Sessions. Cast having a go. Because go he seems to be nice, but he he, he saps Here his strength. Here we go. Here we he go. He leaves you an emotional huss. I tell you what, I didn't leave you, Catherine. He dries you out. Catherine, mm? I tell you what, I didn't leave if you. If you're a plant. I tell you what, I didn't leave you. Go on. Didn't leave you floundering at a crappy little BBC local radio station that would have killed you within five years. <laughs> it wouldn't have killed me. I would have had a very steady job and a pension. And no respect. Which admittedly you don't have here. Don't need either, it. But... Turns out I don't need it. Please, can you just do this story no, without any. I've given up on it. Right. I okay. don't care about her plants. I hope they all die. Okay. Um, a man was dashed to hospital Ugh. after he shot himself in the penis. Oh. <laughs> and I'm in. Peter Jacobson's alleged .22 calibre gun dropped out of his pocket. Well. Hit the ground and fired on a busy street on Wednesday, detectives well, believe. Lucky it was just his knob that got it. And the bullet hit the 32-year-old's knob in Lincoln, Nebraska. <laughs> Could have killed someone. He has had treatments in hospital. Well, he's killed his future children by oh. not being able to have them. Well, at least he won't be shooting them. He has had... He sh- 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 shame he's not shooting blanks. He has had... He won't be shooting anything now. He has had treatment in hospital to gruesome injuries to his genitals. Wow. 
The man remains in a non-life-threatening condition in hospital, but has been charged with various offences. Yeah. Luke Bonkiewicz. No. Luke Bonkiewicz. No. B-O-N-K-I-E-W-I-C-Z. Bonkiewicz. An officer with the Lincoln the Lincoln Police Department said the botched bollock shooting happened on Wednesday. I added one word there, that's all. It was the word you have chose, though. Okay, I'll, I'll read it properly. Luke Bonkovich, an officer with Lincoln Police Department, said the bollock shooting happened... <laughs> Come in, Paul. <laughs> on Wednesday... <laughs> At around 8.45pm near Bryan West Campus, Oof. a medical centre in the Irvingdale area of the town. Oh, that was handy. Police believe he was simply walking the streets when the gun fell out of his pocket. Jacobson has been charged on suspicion of discharging a f- a firearm in the city in possession of a deadly weapon by a prohibited person. Wild Bill Hitchcock. <laughs> this seems to be... I'm ignoring that. Because you're better than that. Buffalo Willie. Okay. In March, a 46-year-old man shot himself in his penis after his pistol fell out of his waistband in another unfortunate accident. So this is the thing, guys. Don't drop your guns, otherwise you're going to shoot yourself in, in the, the privates. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance testicle. Please! I mean, that's just... <laughs> just it doesn't even work on any level. It's a work in progress. How <laughs> <laughs> are you, Paul Ross? You all right? Not too bad. Good did to you, see you guys. Did you have a nice weekend? Uh, it seems a long time ago now, but I did actually. Did you work we did last night. Yeah, last night was yeah, on. We yeah. had the first one last night. Yeah, no, it was good. Good fun. The weather was nice. It's lovely today, wasn't it? Weather was Beautiful. lovely today. I sat in the garden. Had me tea in the garden. Two I, dogs at my feet. I um oh, I've got a hammock that was delivered today, so I'm building a hammock this week, and then we're gonna have that. But I uh, You're building it. Just have to put it up on two trees. No, on. it's got a frame. Oh, suddenly. I once invested in a helicopter chair. That was very good fun, but fiendishly difficult to put together. What, it flew? Well, you it kind of, it just hangs from one bit. It's like a kind of canoe shape. Oh, and you okay, can swing yes. around, And it's got a little sunshade on the top. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's called a helicopter chair. I didn't sit in the, I had a, well, I've, I've, I'm trying out cleaners, right? The first one, no good. Second one came today, and she came at the weekend. She came at the weekend to, to, to suss out the size of the house and how long it would take. And she said, oh, I, can, I can do this in an hour and a half, two hours. And, and I said, could you iron some shirts? She said, yeah, that'll take it up to two hours. So then she, she came today. She's really nice. And I was waiting in for a delivery, so I was still in the house, and I was doing a jigsaw. And she's just, like, talking, just, like, talking a lot. And I'm thinking, stop, stop talking. Start some cleaning. And then, you get that enough at work. I, exactly. And then after, I don't clean. after 90 minutes, it was nowhere near done. And I said, right, I'm going to go to work now. She said, OK, how long will, did you want me here for again? And I wasn't going to say, you came round last week and we said two hours. So I just went, I made, I foolishly, I've said, just take as long as you need. She's still there now. This is it. This is my worry. This is my, and there was loads to do. And I'm just so worried. You're like a, you're a dream. You're a mug punter. Oh, aren't I? You're a dream. I'm such a sucker. I'm a tough guy on the radio, but in real life, I guess kind of, so I've got, I've, I mean. The, take as long as you like. What was yeah. I thinking? Should be watching the telly. 13 quid an hour. Those box sets. Oh, <laughs> man. They're taking a pound in, aren't they? So. Um, catch up on eight series of Game of Thrones. Well, I'm dreading what I find when I get back, and I'm dreading the invoice tomorrow. She'll hear the uh, car on the gravel. Yeah, here we go. Finished. Oh, I've been working all night. She didn't have a feather duster. I don't know why. Why not? Maybe she did, actually. She calls herself a cleaner with no feather duster. <gasps> Standard issue. Paul Ross, what is on your show? Hedgehogs. That was last night. They keep retweeting oh, it. Oh, it's, uh, yeah, they, they keep retweeting the that. Because they're obviously a lot of hedgehog fans. That was quite a sweet one about how... <laughs> a lot of hedgehog fans. <laughs> I love they're, uh, they're big. They're, well, you know, the reason I can I know that for a fact is we learnt last night that um, there are kind of... 
little disputes between neighbours trying to attract hedgehogs to their oh. garden, and they're making hedgehogs corpulent. There are obese hedgehogs out there who can't curl up to defend themselves because their little hedgehog tummies are too big. But that was last night's story. On the show tonight, if you're looking for a hostelry and you want to play a game when you get there and you don't want to play ping-pong like you do at Brewdog or Darts or Shuff Apney or Bar Billiards, axe-throwing. Oh, wow. Oh, There's a yes, pub chain right. called Whistle Punks. Is that wise? There's one in London, one in Manchester, one in Birmingham. Uh-huh. They're opening one in Bristol in September, and you go along, and it's 50-50 male-female, and you throw axes under guidance at targets. What, what, what could possibly go wrong? Booze and axes? The chap reassured me, I've done the interview already, you're going to be hearing it in the next couple of hours, he reassured me that we keep a close eye on patrons, but we can't guarantee it if they're not turned up drunk already. <laughs> Well, there would be... So, it does sound great fun, though. I mean, it'd be a great start to the weekend. At half six, seven o'clock, stressed after a week out. Well, the fatality <laughs> that they had there last week was it, was... it was a one in a million, which <laughs> made it even the more surprising when there was one the next day as well. We're also so... talking to a fascinating guy from your old neck of the woods, your old uh, radio stamping ground from uh, near Stevenage in Hertfordshire. Oh, yes. He's a farmer, 2,000-acre farm, which is about 800 him. hectares, yeah. John Cherry, his name is. I know the guy. OK, he's been running for ten years. He doesn't plough his fields. And he says, if you plough the fields, he scatters. He doesn't plough the fields. Farmers in America have been doing this for 20, 30 years. They know the dangers of things like soil erosion, the Oklahoma Dust Bowl. Oh, yeah. The soil is being enriched. It's a win-win. He makes fun. And he has a festival every year called Groundswell. Yeah. Because basically he's bringing our soil back to life. And he's not alone in the UK. So that should be an interesting invite. Because we like solutions on the show, don't we, on the station. We don't just like saying, woe is me, there's plastic bags 11 miles down at the bottom of the Mariana Trench. We like to say, don't play your fields, folks. There's that that submarinist who went the lowest. Do you hear about this? This guy's gone the lowest in water that anyone's ever been. And he found plastic down there. Oh, no. No, I reckon it was him. I reckon it was him. And his bosses and three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he says, and he's, I'll ask him. He's on the show tomorrow. Right? Is he coming on? <laughs> I say, I think it was him. Did I you unwrap your fab lolly and throw the wrap outside? What was what was going? I was suspicious about that story, Paul. I'm, I want to. I want you to go. You're like Woodward and Bernstein rolled it to one. I want you to give him an Andrew Marr style grilling and destroy this guy. Well, ask him about an interview he gave ten years ago. Yes. That's not relevant to my topic. Do, do that, please. Thank you. That's it. We're done. Thank you very much, Amy. Thank you, Catherine. Uh, podcasts are plenty. You know all of that stuff dear listener we will be back tonight uh, uh 10 o'clock is not no tony, we'll have tony slattery on wednesday that's when we'll, we'll, we'll do that uh stay tuned coming up after one it's paul ross on talk radio the late night alternative with ian lee on talk radio